Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? At the Burlington... uh, I have no idea what the f*** just happened. East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Superstitious bears. Superstitious bears. How about those friggin' pirates? It's a me, a man's a Garcia. <laughs> Go Pirate Radio. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios, coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And if the internet cooperates, you can find us on YouTube and Facebook Live as well. Busy show today as I will talk a lot of football. East Carolina players reporting on Tuesday. First practice is Wednesday. Talked to one of those players today, Jack Powers, East Carolina outside linebacker, uh, joined us earlier in the Pirate Radio studios. We'll have that interview for you as he is gearing up to Wednesday's first practice. Also, Double B, Brian Bailey will join us to talk some football in hour number two. And hour three, we will get to know Brent Thompson. He's the new ECU recruiting operations coordinator former head coach at the citadel and uh, we'll talk to him about his role on this pirate football team and get to know coach thompson coming up at five o'clock this afternoon we got shirley rhodes here the chan man intern micah intern joey the big dog and to my left is ellerby hello ellerby what's up clip how are you today i am doing good uh, ready for football last day of july got a fantasy football slow draft going so like is it, that I'm, still going on what do you mean? Yeah. Wasn't it going on yesterday? We're only on round five. Man, y'all drag this thing out like the NFL. Glenn just made a pick. He took Damian Pierce from the Texans. So uh, we, yeah, it's a slow draft, just something to get us through these hot uh, summer, early August days. How's the uh, war room in the uh, Brock team camp? Eh, not happy. Really wanted Jerry Judy. Breakout year for the Broncos wide receiver incoming, and he went two picks ahead of me. So, uh, yeah, I'm a little upset about it. Did you not have enough draft capital to trade up and uh, get the player you wanted? Did not. Did not. So, uh, yeah, we got uh, we got to get back in the war room and uh, hopefully find us some winners. So we got that going on, a whole lot going on, and excited to talk Pirate football today with Jack Powers and Brent Thompson. Yeah, big day uh, talking Pirate football as uh, the players do report on Tuesday, practice on Wednesday, and uh, 33 days until East Carolina – is in the big house clip, Brock. Can you are are you ready for that moment of pirate football for the maze out at the big house to go up there and maybe shock the world? I'm ready for ECU Marshall week two. Are you? That's the game. You're That's prepared. A, I have that game circled. That's my game. You're not circling September second. No, I am not circling that one. Uh it's a fine game. I'll catch it on Peacock. Will you circle August 31st on your calendar? Absolutely. And uh, come see Chairman of the Board at the State Theater. Absolutely. Patches, I'm dependent on your son. Yeah, well, we're dependent on you, Clip. August 31st, Thursday, it'll be uh, the party of the year at the State Theater, and tickets are just $10. They are available PR927FM.com, and all of the proceeds will go to the Jeff Charles Scholarship Fund, and 
I mean, just so many things in one night. It's partying with the Pirate Nation. It's hearing some awesome live music. It's a kickoff to another football season. So uh, really excited for August the 31st. Yeah, it's going to be a great. Ticket sales are off to a great start. So uh, jump on our website, PR927FM.com. Get your tickets for only $10. That includes the fee and everything. So it's all real easy. And then all that money will be donated, as you mentioned, Clip, to the uh, new scholarship that is going to be started for The Voice. Jeff Charles, 100% of those proceeds. So uh, come join us, have fun, see Chairman of the Board. Man, just one of those classic, legendary bands. Uh, enjoyed having Ken Knox on a few weeks ago, yeah. kicking off the show, kicking off the announcement. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's also the uh, the raffle for The Voice, which is coming up at UBE uh, two weeks from uh, Tuesday on August the 15th. There's uh, just got an update. There's uh, just about 40 tickets left wow. for the raffle for The Voice. So uh, if you haven't heard about it, or if you haven't made your ticket purchase yet, uh, definitely jump online uh, or go to UBE and get uh, tickets. You can call UBE. They'll help you out over the phone. So a uh, chance for you to win $10,000. We're going to have two $5,000 winners. So buy a purple ticket, buy a gold ticket, or just buy one ticket, or buy as many tickets as you buy the, buy the remaining 40 if you want. But uh, that's going to be fun. That's going to be really help kicking off the endowment for uh, for the voice and just so excited and happy for all the people that have been working hard behind the scenes and then everybody that's uh, helped bought a ticket right now. So uh, really excited. We're going to have a great little uh, reception at UBE that night from 6 to 8. You'll be invited to that if you have a ticket. Uh, great food, great beverages from our friends at Carolina Eagle Distributing. So uh, make your plans to join us for the raffle on the 15th, the party on the 31st. Every day here for PRL till then. And then uh, game day. Going to have some big announcements this week about oh, yeah. our game day coverage. So, man, it is it is fast, hot, and furious around here. Excited. Uh, coming up Tuesday, we will talk to a guest who will be a part of our game day coverage this year. So, uh, looking forward to that. Uh, and you'll know who that is coming up Tuesday at around 4.30. Uh, Ellerby, we are nearly done with our opponent previews. I've talked to... 10 uh 10 have been represented here on the show 10 of the 12 we will knock out fau coming up on wednesday i've reached out to the voice of the charlotte 49ers and to their media relations person haven't heard back from either one so you i, I i'm gonna take this as they refuse to come on pirate radio with what biff pogey has to say uh he, he wants to physically assault brian bailey and the other media members who voted on the AAC poll. I'm just going to take that as we now have a heated rivalry with Charlotte, and I'm not going to do a Charlotte preview. See, I think your angle should be to reach back out to the media director at Charlotte and say, you have more than three questions for Biff Pogie. <laughs> and that, I really want to talk to this you guy. Just screw the media members or the voice or whoever. Tell I got you, questions. You got questions, and you just want to do a preview with the head coach. Let's let's go that angle. Biff get biff on yeah tell 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 them you had look you'll go 13 questions you'll go 15 questions how many you want biff yeah we'll go a full hour with biff pogey what can biff do clip versus biff all right well yeah you you reach it you you try uh, what you want me to introduce you chandler i already said you're here hey chandler hey buddy um now i just want you i just want you to email them back and say i'm done emailing them if y'all want them on y'all email no just email them back and say oh no questions Okay. All right. Matt, we got that message. And then Asterix slaps hand on the table. Bangs table. Yeah. 
How about this? How about y'all reach out to them? I'm done with Charlotte. How about they this? are now my enemy? How about we call <laughs> former intern Atticus, who lives in Charlotte, and have him drive over there and find somebody for us? <laughs> he would do it. Actually, he, he would. He would show up on their premises, demanding answers. Yeah, like like a van in old school. Like <laughs> go through the parking lot and grab somebody, throw them in the van, and bring him down here. Like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Poji! You know the scene in Christmas Vacation where Cousin Eddie kind of brings the, the boss to the Christmas party oh, yeah. at the very end? Maybe, yeah, Atticus, big old bow. maybe Atticus just delivers Biff here to the studio for you. Yeah. He's got more than three questions. <laughs> you uh, kidnapped the head coach of the Charlotte 49ers. I like that idea more than anything, so I will get Atticus on that to go around their campus and... And trying to get Biff or somebody to come on Pirate right. Radio. See, see, that's better than Chandler or I helping you out sending emails. Because the emails, uh, maybe they don't have the internet down there. Because uh, we, we struggle with our optimum internet here. That's why we're getting rid of them soon. But uh, maybe you can put Atticus, a man on the street, to get it done for us. All right. Atticus is going to say. It could be a total goat rodeo. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So there you go. Uh, I brought all that up to say that... Uh, if there is another radio station doing opponent previews and they want to talk ECU football, they're unable to talk to our play-by-play voice because we don't have one. Yeah, still, uh, you know, unfortunately, we you know got this great scholarship and everything we're doing for the voice, and kind of kind of surprised that uh, it's really taken this long to get a voice, and really surprised that it took that short of a period of time to lose the the guy that they hired for that. So uh, just a unfortunate circumstance that uh, you know. A lot, a lot of stuff behind the scenes, but uh, I guess when you don't tell the truth, uh, it'll catch up with you. And obviously, we never had a chance to talk to Chris Edwards or or get to hear uh, his story. But well, we wouldn't have had a chance anyway. Yeah, maybe maybe it's uh, maybe he's available now to uh, come on and, and discuss what really happened. But uh, bizarro circumstances, as we as I, what I mentioned, thirty three days until kickoff, and uh, nobody to call the game. I guess uh, you know Kevin Monroe can say uh, no play by play guy <clears throat> instead of no flags. He can just call the game by himself. Camo on the call, ball out. I like it. Uh, Alex had a great tweet. He said the hardest part is being the guy replacing a legend. But we got that out of the way early. To be honest, we nailed it. So now, you know, Chris Edwards, that's a tough gig, replacing Jeff Charles. Now the next guy just has to replace Chris Edwards. It won't be as difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a great tweet. Maybe maybe so. I thought that was, <laughs> thought that was hilarious. So, uh, Is there so any what, shoes to fill with him? No. Well, that that, be funny. I mean, the smallest of shoes to fill now. It was flip flop season too. Was it even shoes? You know, we'll have, we'll have to see. Wes Moore was here for three days when he was named uh, women's basketball coach back in uh, I believe 2010 or 2011. So that may have been the shortest tenure in the athletic department. I remember that one. Yeah, um, he, he took the job, but he he didn't have a resume issue. He had a uh, wife. Uh, just got cold feet. You know, uh, just felt like I guess maybe. Things didn't feel right here at East Carolina after a while. Well, unfortunately, I will say it worked out for him. He's done a great job at NC State. Yeah, he left and went back to Chattanooga, and then, of course, uh, is now at NC State. But uh, And so. I wouldn't trade our coach for Westmore right now. All right. Amen, brother. They picked us last. Amen, brother. They picked us last. Uh, yes, folks, we are aware of our issues both online. We got uh, some dead air comments as well. So, basically, I'm doing this show for me. This one's for me. Mm-hmm. And for Danny Beal, 
<laughs> that, should we uh let cliff know that danny shows up like seven minutes late every day <laughs> <laughs> he's uh he, he's getting a little anxious would that be he, said he had physical therapy today oh, and that's so he's why he was doing late. baseball stuff yes which is he was doing got, baseball fair stuff. enough then cliff fair would enough. be happy about that i know i ain't no rat danny don't worry I ain't no rat. Working with the great Kevin Young's no free ads, but yes, no free ads. <laughs> there we go. Uh, good stuff. Glad to have Micah, Danny, uh, the whole crew, Joey. We, man, we got some. Connor uh, needed the day off today. We put him through the ringer last night. We got some really cool promo videos coming out LRB this August leading up to football season, and Connor went above and beyond. So he, uh, he deserved a day off today. Yeah, have you picked a favorite intern yet? Um, oh boy. boy, that's tough to do. I know they're all here except Connor. So it makes does it make it uncomfortable for you? I mean, I, I would do like superlatives. I'll be honest with you. If I had to pick a favorite, due to longevity and work put into this point, it's got to be my man Joey. It's got to be Joey. Wow, no hard feelings though, guys. Um, nicest, kindest intern with always that sunny disposition and smile. Intern Micah, yeah, one of the most polite young ladies i've met in a while she does light up the room when she comes in the building and then you got old intern dan just the swiss army knife whatever you need i'll say this danny uh has brought a lot uh on air with us we've had some fun sports discussions and uh appreciate what danny's doing and all of them are great this is a great crop of interns and then the dude that cussed, Connor, he's kind of doing his own thing. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's the black sheep. That's why he comes in on the weekends. And never shows up. Yeah, he never, yeah, he comes in on the weekends, parties, and uh, too tired to come in on Monday. Yeah. Um, you know what tomorrow is, Danny? Uh-oh, the two weeks? Two-week anniversary. Two-week anniversary. We got a big show planned for that. <laughs> we are going to party for Danny's uh two-week anniversary but a great crop of interns ready hopefully uh they'll be here and uh be able to experience a football season with us yeah absolutely a lot of good got good uh people on board on the pirate radio team which makes this place so much fun and uh so special to be at day to day right clip right jonathan (laughs) team that's right on my script here yes you are right hey Anything else on your script that we missed? Uh, no, but I do have an ECU football preseason camp practice uh, schedule. Oh, really? Does, yes. Does the public need to know this? Uh, they want to know it. They do? Okay. Heck yeah, they want to know All that right. Mike Houston and company are practicing Wednesday for the first time in helmets. And we'll have comments from Mike Houston coming up on Wednesday. Uh, there are two scrimmages scheduled one coming up saturday august 12th one saturday august 19th also on the 19th is meet the pirates also on the 19th is media day so that'll be a big day coming up on august the 19th uh but yeah i think this anything because the first thing up here ellery says practice wednesday august 2nd the follow the 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 last nugget the final nugget here saturday september 2nd 12 noon anything to bridge that gap, to to show signs that football is close, I think fans want to hear. Yes, it's coming fast, coming furious. You uh, took in a little bit of football this weekend. Yeah, I had a big sports weekend. I uh, had a chance to go up to Baltimore. Uh, Great two, series win. Two Orioles games. Uh, one win, one loss. Friday night, spectacular game. A, a two-and-a-half-hour rain delay. Game supposed to start at 7, didn't start till 935 stayed throughout the whole rain delay because you didn't have much of an option if you left you were going to drown and get soaked or maybe get struck by lightning so we stayed at the ballpark an extra two and a half hours and then 
saw a great pitching duel between the O's and the Yankees go all the way 0-0 to the bottom of the ninth, and then the Orioles hit a walk-off solo home run after midnight to win the game, and it was uh, a spectacular finish. A great crowd uh, at Camden Yards both games. Uh, There was the return of Aaron Judge this past week. Went yard on uh, Saturday, right? Went went yard on Saturday. It was probably the most... Saturday was probably the most packed. It was like a playoff game Saturday. It was the most packed I've ever seen Camden Yards in all the years I've been up there. And it was a great crowd. Uh, There was probably about maybe 50 50 i will say 60 40 maybe 65 35 but occasionally like you know friday's game was just back and forth tight no one was getting any you know runs or doing anything and then saturday was obviously the yankees kind of had their day but anytime the yankee fans would try to take over camden yards and start their chant you know let's go yankees you know they then they start clapping or whatever the orioles fans would immediately come in and start over chanting them last place yankees so it was uh, it was a fun festive atmosphere and uh, just just a really good time. But uh, <clears throat> the first place Orioles right here on Pirate Radio. Check them out. They had a big win uh, on Sunday night. So uh, hopefully the Orioles and who knows will they make a trade here at the last minute to booster their team? So. I would think so. Trade deadline is Tuesday. So uh, Tuesday I think it's six o'clock. So the O's will be one of those teams that probably will look to make a move they have a hardy farm system that includes our own connor norby who um actually talked to someone who went to the game uh, went to a norfolk tides game over the weekend and said they interacted with norby a little bit and said that uh he um was anxious about the unknown and it's kind of like if you are traded it's a major compliment like <laughs> it doesn't feel that way when a team is shipping you off but they're basically saying hey uh you can have this piece for your future that is so important to you that you're going to give up your best players right now so we can try to win a championship. But it also may be a faster path to the big leagues for Connor Norby, too. If uh, they're they're unloading all their veteran talent, maybe they're going to call up and see what Connor Norby can do the last uh, couple months of baseball to, in, in, in the MLB. So uh, obviously it would be cool because we carry the Orioles if he could stay with them. But uh, hey, look, if he could start playing MLB baseball in August and September and... Uh, Find a roster spot, kind of like Burley has with the Cardinals for the next uh, many years to come. That that, that would be fantastic. So, uh, really cool. Burley flashing a little first base leather yesterday. Shirley, I heard your uh, your Pirate Radio, Pirates in the Pros update on the radio today. Well done there because there are a lot of guys. And also, you said uh, off the – I don't know if you mentioned this, but you said – uh, the Joshes have been designated, right? Yes, they've been sent down to Josh Groves uh, and Josh, Josh Groves and Josh Moylan have both been sent down to uh, what they call the FCL Yankees, which is basically their rookie team. Uh, and Tyler Brott has been assigned to the Palm Beach Cardinals. Okay. I found that out just about a. Uh, I'd say about an hour or so ago. I'm still waiting to see where Landon Ginn is going to get sent in the within the Cubs organization. So, intern I, Dan, do you got any uh, notes on Landon Ginn? Yes, <laughs> we have an insider here. Nothing yet. Yeah. Okay, so nothing yet. But so I'm keeping an eye on that, and also, like you said, I'm keeping an eye on the uh, the trades because of the fact that we do have so many players in the minor league system that uh, some trades might be happening, and obviously we're keeping a close eye on Connor Norby too. So was it Friday night that we saw Carter Spivey dealing for the Florence Yalls? You are correct, sir. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, joining Ben Terwilliger and Lane Hoover on that team. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that's uh, cool to see. Uh, Daddy Hoove told me that was a possibility a couple weeks. 
weeks ago, but I, was that his debut on Friday? Carter's debut? No, uh, no that was his second start right. because he had started earlier in the week. Good deal. Uh, but cool to see all those uh, Pirates now joining the Y'alls. I got to get a Y'alls hat. They look pretty cool. I got a Y'alls t-shirt. There's the one that day. says Flow, too. I think one says Y'alls and one says Flow, I believe. Uh, I yeah, I, I I went on their website just to see what they had, and they actually had a shirt that was like on clearance for like five bucks, so I jumped on that. So, Got to. Um, but I do want a hat. Jamie says, thank you, Clips Braves, for sweeping the Brewers. Jamie, you're the one every day that says, are the Braves in trouble? Are you scared? So don't even, don't even go there. Braves do what they do. Swept the Brewers. Easy work. A lot of dingers. Good stuff. Uh, I got some Panthers news, Chan Man. Is that what Joey was showing you a moment ago? Joey just showed it to me. Looks like they're going to sign Deion Jones, former Pro Bowl linebacker. Yes, I saw that. So add to that uh, that linebacking core that is kind of uncertain right now besides Shaq Thompson and uh, Frankie Luvo. So that's a good signing right there. lot of news and notes out there, Ellerby, regarding football. Yeah. Uh, speaking of football, I did have a chance to uh, go to the Ravens open practice on Saturday while I was in Baltimore. The uh, it, was, it was Fan Fest. It was a free practice at the Ravens Stadium. And I uh, saw Keaton Mitchell out doing some work, fielding some punts, doing some running back drills. Obviously, they were just in uh, shorts, uh, a jersey, and a helmet, so uh, not in pads or anything or shells yet. So um, it was cool to see Keaton out there. And then uh, I didn't stay for it because it was like 8 million degrees in that stadium that day. But uh, they had a fan fest where they did uh, some autographs uh, afterwards. They were just getting started with practice. But just amazing how many people will show up and just watch a free NFL practice. Yeah, uh, Washington fans were all out there. They got a new owner now, and I saw Ron Rivera say that uh, he was thanking the fans, and he was like, we know you've been out there, and uh, and you didn't show up, and you had your reasons, and we understand, but we're glad you stuck with us. Like that, It's kind of weird them like tiptoeing around the Daniel Snyder thing. Yeah, they were debating on uh, Washington radio when I was uh, driving up and driving back about uh, how long it's going to take to get the fans back. And obviously, the, the faster they win, they're, they're going to be able to cure some of the people they've run off but uh they they were trying to go like the the people that are like at a level one or two that are very apathetic towards the washington football team right now like what 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 is it going to take or have they just really lost those people because they compared it like the the people that are fives are never going away anywhere and then the fours are kind of uh hanging around watching to see what's going on to get most people back they would have to win and change the name back to the redskins which isn't going to happen so I think some people. What what happens first? <laughs> um, Redskins is retired, probably done, right? Yeah, that's not coming back. And do you think they'll change it from Commanders to something else? <laughs> I think they should. Honestly, I, I just don't know how much uh, how much merch they're dealing when they don't have a freaking logo. They just have this stupid W that I'm wearing on my head right now. Right. Well, does that make you stupid? Yeah. Well, I, I've stuck with this team. Yeah, I'm stupid. Stupid. You stu- are terrible. What? I mean, what? <laughs> yes. I, that's the only explanation for me. You know how easy it would be to say I'm a Chiefs fan now or I'm a Bills fan? I could do it right now. I could literally do it right now. If Why I don't you just to. do what I do and just be an NFL fan? Because that is lame and weak. and You have no stress on Sundays. And you are a coward, and I'm not a coward, Ellerby. I'm a coward for not having a primary team? Yeah. 
but it opens up so many opportunities for you to all automatically just be interested in any game. I know, and that is lame. That's very. That, why, why not just? You're like Troy Dean. He had like four favorite teams. No, he had. He had You've got 32 favorite teams. I, I just, I'm just, <laughs> just, 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 just if I, don't, I don't have to make appointments for like Monday at one or Sunday at one or four. Or anything. Nobody else will say. Anybody want to step up and maybe, agree with me that Ellerby's a coward? Maybe you should take a red shirt year. Joey's not a company man. Yes. Nope. The interns ain't. Say nothing. Chandler, hey, is he a coward, Shirley? You're a coward. Thank you. you Shirley knows you ain't gonna fire her. <laughs> Chandler, you're kind of on the fence. What do you? Would you like to say Ellery's a coward in this case? I think Chandler's jealous. He wishes he could dump the Panthers. Well, and he's my boss overall, and also my boss in the sales department. So he's my boss too. Yeah, I just. He's my you boss know what? You're too. a coward. Yeah, you're a coward. <laughs> a boy. Got, you're a coward. Chandler's got to go. <laughs> Loyalty is the number one thing, Ellery. We can't have him saying stuff like I that. I mean, we just talked about what a great team we have here and all this. <laughs> this and guy's a cancer, man. I know. Get I him mean, out of here. I mean, you're poisoning the people right behind you. Look, look at the interns. Are they laughing at me or are they laughing at you, Chandler? Yeah, I, I don't I'm know. Mad. What's going on back there? When I write um, my book, I can't wait to put this in the book, How yeah. I Got Fired by Pirate Radio. Well, you've well, already written the book. You got the page numbers done, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's, uh, can we talk uh, about Hunter's sports interest real quick? Because yes. I know at one point, wasn't he like uh big on the Mets? Yeah, yeah we talked about that. That this blew weekend. up. Yeah, he did. You know the Mets. The Mets, he, that blew up. Um, Orioles. He's 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 jump. Get on the O's. He's man. he's been on the O's for a while since. So we carry him here at Pirate yeah. Radio. He's been on the Braves because you know my brother-in-law lives in Atlanta. Um, I'm trying to think his NFL. He's still the Raiders. He's uh he was a Falcons for a while because my brother-in-law lives in Atlanta. But then he's really kind of stuck with the Raiders for for a while. And uh, I mean, has his A Jones jersey, which doesn't really do do us any good right now because A Jones is in Ooh, Jacksonville. Jump on the Jags with Trevor Lawrence. That'd be a fun team to to get on. I am on the Jags. <laughs> I'm on. That I'm is on, so lame. I'm everywhere. I'm, I'm you know. I'm like this. I'm everywhere you want to be. That makes me cringe, Ellerby. I know it just it, it it hurts you, doesn't it? It does. Does uh, Hunter play fantasy? Yes, he does. He's doing All fantasy right. baseball right now, and I'm sure his buddies are going to do fantasy football again. So uh, I don't know if he's going to have a 10 day draft like you guys, but. Uh, He's definitely uh, right in the thick of things. Uh, you know, 14 years old, man. That's that fantasy sports and uh, fantasy sports and not watching games is really big for those guys. Yeah, <laughs> they, that's... They, they don't spend a lot of time in front of the television. Yeah, but they he knows more about the stats and the standings and everything than I mean probably anybody in this room or in this building. I don't know. It's it's really amazing when his buddies get together and talk about everything like that. But they they do not spend a lot of quality time watching games you know that'll be interesting over the next 10 years how that uh, generation just, consumes content yeah really and i learned about sports watching games but maybe more than that was like baseball cards and video games so i knew all the rosters and now i guess these kids can watch like a, a tiktok and there's just a lot of social media out there talking about players talking about you know seeing recaps and stuff that's probably how they pick up almost yeah them. i mean i grew up going to games and then uh, also baseball cards is i didn't really think about I, I got a whole bunch of baseball cards i got to figure out something to do with and then also reading the uh stat section in the uh, news observer i would check out the standings all the time that was just growing up in raleigh yep. that was just one you know one of the things i enjoyed just kind of checking being like all right how many games back is this or that and just uh but i don't know it's a whole different world Ellerby, good stuff. Thanks for, uh, thanks for hanging out. We will 
have some ecu football practice to discuss when we join you next monday look forward to it pirate football is here it'll also be game week for every team not named the browns and jets i know ellerby's a big fan of both of those teams and all the teams uh but next week will be game week for hold nailers keaton mitchell isaiah winstead as we follow all those guys in preseason and they'll be playing in those preseason games so that'll be exciting yeah looking forward to some preseason football maybe i've been miscast i'm maybe i'm not a fan of every team i'm just a fan of watching football you're just a football guy i'm just a football guy so if you need if you need somebody to come hang out and watch a game with you i can do that <laughs> what that is not true are you offering your game watching services to people yeah. not usually night games because i can't stay up too late but, uh, <laughs> that but, one o'clock's the sweet well you might be at church four o'clock games yeah that's your sweet spot i like catching the end of the one o'clocks and right to the start of the four o'clocks oh and then yeah the having witching a, hour having dinner and then uh, going to early bed so. hey hey <laughs> clip uh you were talking you guys were talking about you know when you were growing up you were looking at stats on cards and things like that stats to consider i have a stat to, to consider, consider. okay uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. Heard of him. Yeah. He has 51 steals on the season, by mm-hmm. the way. I know. He has more steals than the Rockies, the Giants, and the Tigers as teams, and as many as the Angels as a team. I also saw a stat last night that he has the 12th most home runs for any player that had 50 steals in a season, and there's still like half a season left. So... Basically, That's called redonkulous. Who had the? Uh, I might be wrong here. Ellery, name a player that had a forty forty season. I know of one. Ricky Henderson. No, I never. Jose Canseco. Jose Canseco. Are there any other forty forty guys? Bobby Bond. Uh, Barry Bonds. I think Barry Bonds did. Forty forty club. I think Bonds did. All right, Ellerby's going with the Bonds. I know. Oh, Alfonso Soriano. That was a random one. Mm-hmm. Barry Bonds and A Rod, the other three. Yeah. So Canseco, Bonds, A Rod, Soriano. Surprised that's such a small group. Uh, not a, just not a ton of steals these mm-hmm. days, and the guys that do steal are like specialists. But Acuna is on track to do it this year. He's going fitty fitty. Well, with the rule changes, it makes it easier to steal i think mm. wow the throw over rule well the throw over rule and the pitch clock the i pitch, think it, i you, think pitch clock really does the affect pitch clock makes the games go real fast in person oh yeah i would that was a that was i will say being watching going to two games in person that pitch clock man it's a game changer it, it, it is uh it's it's impressive i mean it does keep things cuts out it does cut out cut out a lot of dead time all right ellerby we'll uh catch up with you again next week absolutely Let's take a break. Come back. More to go. Hour one, Pirate Radio Live. Having fun uh, through our optimum issues. Thanks for uh, sticking with us, though. And as Big Dog... Glenn's name on YouTube is Big Dog Entertainment. (laughs) Does he have his own company? Uh, His... It's a wrestling company. His directorial talent was on display last night. You'll see that uh, coming up soon on our social media I'm just side. glad I didn't get injured he said Metronet Faber the first week of October can't get here fast enough so the optimum word fiber <laughs> being fast faced so uh, we'll get there one day folks we'll get there take a break come back more to go Pirate Radio Live everybody.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or save time and order ahead to skip the line and pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clipper Off. Man, that's a frustrating couple of rounds for me. I wanted like, I wanted a Jerry, Judy, DJ Moore combo and ended up with DeAndre Hopkins and Trevor Lawrence. And I'm uh, underwhelmed, Chandler Honeycutt, as Chandler joins us inside the Pirate Radio studios. Hello, Chandler. Hello, Clip. Good to see you still have a job. Yeah, um, I, I don't like how I was set up there. <laughs> I, I don't appreciate being set up like I was right then. That's a lesson in peer pressure, though. I got you to say something that maybe you truly didn't want to say. I felt so good about it, too. Just, <laughs> I just I brought the heat. I said, you're a coward. And the next thing I don't know, you're like, don't let him talk to you like that. I think he needs to go. I'm an instigator. I'm a I'm Woody the Woodpecker. So... Uh, but Chan Man's job is safe here. He is a valuable member of. I'd say everybody has pretty good. Uh, That's what makes us job great. security right now. That's what makes us great is that everybody I feel like has different types of skills. A set of skills. What are your set of skills? <laughs> Being dumb <laughs> and I, making good bits. I, I think you've kind of dumbed your way up the ladder. I, I know. I'm a former long snapper, so That's, I love talking. That's why I flourish in in this uh, with this company because I just do stupid things and say stupid things. Yeah, sometimes and, don't say things at all. And like you're here all summer, and you're going to go on vacation during media day, like our biggest day of the all see, season. But that is what gets me up the <laughs> ladder. You see, that's how yeah. I play the game. You are, you are a game player, and you play it well. That's how the, that's how the game is played. Yeah, uh, good good work there. Uh, what'd you do this weekend, Chan Man? Hung around Greenville and uh, just hung out. Uh, bucked it up on Friday and Saturday night. Did you see anybody there? <laughs> no, let me see. I saw some people I knew. Maybe a guest that shows up weekly see, on look, Pirate Radio? Maybe, I, maybe he doesn't want people to know. So it's a he, okay. You, now you're giving hints on who it is. Well, how, I many, wasn't. how many women like guests do we have on during the week? Um... <laughs> You know what? We need to have more women guests on. <laughs> we do. Well, I mean, remember Amanda Moore? She was a good, good guest. Yeah, but she left us for, <laughs> for Ohio State. State. Like, who wants to go there? We got to talk to the Big Dipper at some point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> By the way, we do have a lot of coaches coming on this week. Today, Brent Thompson, the new uh, recording uh, recruiting operations coordinator with ECU football. Wednesday, former Bobcat. Reggie Williams will join us. Reggie Williams, four, three, three, three. You will you do a? Uh, I wonder if Big Pat was around when Reggie played. I want to say. I mean, I think Big Pat's been there a long time. If so, you're gonna have to do your Big Pat in front of Reggie Williams and see what he thinks. Hornets ball. <laughs> uh, so Reggie coming up. We'll talk some pirate hoops on Wednesday. Then on Friday, Adler uh, Augustine, the head volleyball coach 
will join us in studio as they get ready for their upcoming season so all that and a lot of ecu football talk as well as the pirate radio microphones will be out there wednesday for the first ecu football practice yeah i can't wait for that it's already here it's, it's hard to believe that it's already here uh, we'll be counting down the days coming up on Thursday on the David Price Construction countdown to kickoff. But yeah, we'll be out there interviewing players, interviewing coaches, um, and, and getting all the great content that we serve uh, to the Pirate Nation uh, right here on Pirate Radio. So can't wait to get out there on Wednesday. And uh, it's officially here. Football season is here uh, starting Wednesday. I got a text from my wife earlier today. I had to break the news to Shirley. Shirley broke the news to Glenn. And I see people talking about it in the chat r.i.p paul rubens better known as Wee herman man um i the most shocking thing to me of course him dying but he was 70 years old did you realize he was that old mm, maybe not that old but we're all getting older as the days go on as the yeah, hours tick I'm by getting older. so i started singing some fleetwood mac one day we'll all be micah dennis's age can you imagine <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> I was just seeing if she was paying attention. I am paying attention. <laughs> I am most definitely paying attention. How was your sleep and your cleaning this weekend? Did it go well? No, it didn't go well, actually. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not sleep in, and I didn't get to the cleaning part either. Jeez. Man, over for 2. All right, maybe yeah. next weekend. Maybe next weekend. We'll try again. All right, good luck to you. <laughs> just messing around with... Uh, Micah, who said her teammates think of her as an old lady. So we take, if you tell us like one thing we can pick on you about, we're going to do it constantly. <laughs> so that was your mistake. Uh, but we'll take it easy on you. We'll focus most of our hazing on intern Dan. Thank you. <laughs> that, that's on, that's Dan. more fun. Danny, you just have a, you just have a face for it, you know? <laughs> Is that right? The mustache has something about you. Believe it or not, I've actually gotten a lot of compliments on the mustache. It's a good-looking mustache. It's way weekend, better than mine. This past weekend, I got I went to the beach. I, I got a couple guys coming to me like, hey, nice-looking stash. I, I don't know if that's weird. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Nice stash. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's weird or if that's a good thing. Or... Can I just say, you got one heck Man, of a stash. Look at the stash on that I guy. I think that's a good comment when a guy comes up to you and he's like, nice facial hair, dude. Seriously. Yeah. yeah I think that's a lot of respect. Yeah, a lot of respect. Great respect to Danny's mustache. Just a ton of respect for <laughs> <laughs> Now, are you going to keep this going all the way to February? Will you shave it before then? Like, what do you think? You know, I'm thinking about it. I don't know. I th- I think if I if we get to the fall and I pitch well with it, I think I have to keep it, right? Oh, yeah. Was true. it that good during March, uh, mustache March? Though? No, I actually really pitched bad during March, believe it or not. But I did bring it back for the postseason when we went to Clearwater, and it ended up gotcha. pretty good for me, so. Yeah, Power baseball players are superstitious when it comes to everything. You, so. uh, you have no idea. Yeah. Superstitious beers. <laughs> even, even former players are superstitious. I don't know if y'all ever watched Drake and Josh, but I just thought of the line that he said, the power of the stash. Yeah, that's right. Josh Peck. Right. Did you know he is in uh, Oppenheimer? Chandler? No, I didn't. He did. He is. Wow. There's a lot of four. I didn't know he was still acting. Yep, barely. Yeah. Movie's a real box office bomb, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Dude. (laughs) Anybody seen Oppenheimer or Barbie yet? Micah? No. Danny? No. No Barbie. Shirley? No trip to the movies? I have not had the time. Okay. Watched Dunkirk yesterday. Another Christopher Nolan. Yeah. First time. Pretty good. Yep. All right. Big dog? Oppenheimer, Barbie. 
Big Dog looks like Professor X rolling in here with his bald head and his chair. <laughs> What'd you say? You look like... You look like who does number two uh, walk for? You look like Professor X rolling in with the chair and the bald head. Professor XL. <laughs> That's good. Have you seen Barbie or Oppenheimer? I've seen Oppenheimer. Uh, is it worth the uh, Man, fuss? it's worth, yeah. Really? I, I loved it. I, I mean, I get where some people were upset with like some historical inaccuracies, but and not showing like the result of the bomb necessarily it was like, like the build-up to it or whatever right it was strictly about the construction and the engineering of the bomb it was not about anything else it was kind of all left out um and then the political side of kind of the fallout of oppenheimer's career post bomb you know oppenheimer 2 this time it drops <laughs> no it dropped and it what well, actually you don't see it drop yeah oppenheimer 2 it's dropping so we're gonna go, it's gonna be a flashback movie. Literally, we we flashback to the to the drop. Oppenheimer two. <laughs> you are terrible. Yeah, I know. there you go. No. Glenn knows something about putting together movies, kind of. I mean, we did a little little sump something. Yes, uh, yesterday. yesterday. We got some fun stuff coming out. Yeah, I'm excited about it, man. Yeah. Fun times last night in downtown Greenville as we were shooting. We had a lot of people riding by looking at us funny. Remember and we, we were doing. had an explosion. Yeah, we dropped it. <laughs> we dropped. Yeah. The, we dropped two bombs. Oppenheimer two <laughs> explosion in the alley. Purple. Haze. Okay, what we did, guys, was we made a <laughs> we made a great value version of Open, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. So. It's called Oppenheimer. <laughs> uh, yes. All right. Well, good stuff, Big Dog. How's your fantasy draft going? Slow. It is going slow. That's uh, the point of it. I, I don't know why. Everybody I don't know why everybody wants to do their draft in like an hour or two. I I love. No, I'm sorry. I, just I like that it. it drags out over days. Like what else you got better to do other than make a pick on a Monday afternoon at two forty five? Like it's fun. I, I love it. And I like that as practice is happening now and these camps are happening, that injuries are going to happen that impact our draft as it's happening so you know the last guy so keepers were due like yesterday the last person that we were waiting on was uh, a guy that has jonathan taylor right and all that stuff was coming out about the meeting with ursay i got a bad back i don't have a bad back my back is broken <laughs> my back spinal i know broken so he i get why he was the last one to put his keepers in because he had no idea what was going to happen with taylor that kind of makes it fun too right yes yeah it's it's very fun man i I enjoy it this way i hope we never change uh never change all right big dog let's uh take another break we'll come back we'll wrap up hour one coming up hour two jack powers east carolina rush in outside linebacker and also double b brian bailey he's a former offensive lineman talk to him as well more to go pirate radio live back with you after this listening to hour one of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by pirate water get ready to party pirates go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure 21 and older only pirate water why be yourself 
when you can be a pirate. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Wood Duck Baseball is back, and single-game tickets are now on sale, and you can get yours today by calling the front office at 252-643-5305. You can visit them online at woodducksbaseball.com. Check out the schedules for games, giveaways, theme nights, and post-game fireworks. Uh, This week, the uh, Woodies will be home to take on the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. The Wood Ducks hope to see you out at Historic Granger Stadium all season long. Go Woodies. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Look at the Pelicans. Look at all the Pelicans. Wood Ducks. Why'd you say that? I don't know. If you would like to do something cool and fun and nice, um, how about go celebrate the Pitt County Girls Softball All-Stars as they will be welcomed home and given an ovation today at Elm Street Park at 5 o'clock. Pirate Radio will be there (laughs) snapping some photos, taking some vids, and uh, if you want to say congratulations to that team that won the southeast regional and will be competing in the little league softball world series you can do so uh, about an hour from now five o'clock at elm street park go give them a hand congratulate them uh, so go celebrate on elm street look i enjoyed watching that last week now granted it was beatdowns, but yeah, it was on the good beat down side. Season. It was beatdown season, but it was great to see, especially like a, during a dead period of sports. Yeah, uh, it was great to sit there and watch uh, some softball, some little league world Se- world series softball, and the team being right here uh, in the Greenville Winterville area is just really awesome. So I uh, can't wait for the little league world series uh, hosted right here in Greenville coming up soon. So uh, in, in Pitt County will be represented. So. Uh, very excited about that. Well, Chandler, I, I call you dumb quite a bit, mm-hmm. but you will never be as dumb as me. And I want you to know that. Thank you. Because last week, I saw that the team would play their first Little League Softball World Series game on the 6th. And I'm looking at my calendar and I say, all right, well, they'll be playing coming up on Thursday. Next Thursday, the 6th. Well, that was uh, the month of July. I didn't do the old clicky-poo to August to realize that their first game would be coming up Sunday, August the 6th. So when Jenny, who I also like to pick on, in the meeting said they're playing Sunday the 6th, I made a face. It's like, what is she talking about? Who are these morons? I saw that face. I am surrounded by. Why am I the only smart one in the room? When I... I'm the moron. I'm the idiot. You're the idiot. I'm the, the I'm the jabroni. <laughs> you remember that bit I used to do of like just breaking down and calling you a donut? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying not to do that right now. Okay. You idiot. I know. Uh, but they will play coming up on Sunday, their first game. So just wanted to pass that along because I was wrong with my information last that week. That is the number one rule you do when reading calendars is look at what month it is <laughs> that's the first that's thing. the first rule I, you know what i would even take it a step further and say check the year first oh that's a good one because <laughs> if you're in the wrong year you might as well not even not wait even this start. is 1993 <laughs> now you might get lucky depending on leap years and things like that and the days will match up but it's best to just go and make sure you got the year right. Then the month, and then you, you get to the days. By the way, what's the difference between you and a calendar? <laughs> no, that one. <laughs> calendar has dates. That's right. Do you have any dates this weekend? <laughs> nah. 
no dates uh you're kind of like a band that broke up that doesn't tour anymore <laughs> no dates <laughs> that's pretty good that was a good one pretty buddy. good off the cuff i want to give you the uh chris ball have you ever seen the chris ball video where uh he, where he punches the guy in the nuts yeah i've no, seen the several no, of no 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 not that one right. but uh him and uh steve kerr he was walking off the court and steve kerr said something <laughs> to him and chris ball was like <laughs> He gives them the. Like, that's what I want to do to you. Big over the top fake laugh. Yeah. All right. Well, you can fake laugh me. Uh, I was ready to read some uh, some internet headlines, and our internet's broke. <laughs> Can't do anything around here. Well, it's like old timey radio. Hey, the guys were on the field today. The Braves play tonight, I believe. Joe DiMaggio, the, the Angels. Went two for four with a single and a double. He also served our country in the war over the weekend. Came home to a rousing... Influenza has struck. <laughs> Joe DiMaggio returned from the war with a rousing ovation, then went three for four with three RBIs. Marilyn Monroe was there. Would you like to say anything, or are you just going to breathe into the microphone? I was smoking my cigarette. You bad. I was smoking... <laughs> You big, giant was, Neanderthal baboon. I was taking a cigarette smoke break. Uh, but yes, uh, the year is 1939. We're here. <laughs> just sitting here, just trying to figure out what we're going to say and do. Two teams are expected to throw the forward pass this year in football. And all Bobby McGee's on the mound now. Here's the pitch. High fly ball at the deep left field. There it goes. It's goodbye. <clears throat> Hey, the internet's back up. What's internet? <laughs> uh, I got injury news. Uh-oh. Tim Patrick. Uh-oh. Broncos believed to have suffered a torn Achilles. I thought of Mike Patrick when you said Tim Holy Patrick. Cow. Holy cow, my Achilles. And you've got... I have an important question. Go ahead. What is Brittany doing with her life? Who? Who? Brittany. You know what I'm thinking about drafting for real this year, though? Uh, It's Tajay. Hudson for EC? No. I'm thinking of getting Tajay. Tajay? Tajay who? Spears! (laughs) God bless, man. Play along. I didn't know where you were going with that. Running back from uh, Tulane? Yes. Who is who was drafted by the Titans? The Titans. So uh, might be good them. Speaking of running backs, Colt running back. Oh, Zach Moss suffers a broken arm, out four to six weeks. Do they have any running backs left? Jonathan Taylor says, "I want out." He's got a broke back he said, that he said he doesn't have. Jonathan Taylor said, "If Scotty Montgomery is not my running back coach, I don't want to be here." Yep, no reason for me to be here. If the commitment. To win is done with Mo out the door. I'm out. Yeah, totally I, out. I want Mo, and if I don't have Mo, I'm out the dough. And you got me, no Mo. And you got me, no Mo. I kind of like our 1930s thing we were doing. I kind of did too. So how's the old wife doing down there? <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. Let's take a break. How about we not move on? We just stay right here and talk about the good old days. <laughs> When we return, Jack Powers, East Carolina outside linebacker, will join us coming up 
on the program. Also, BB, Brian Bailey, Hour 2, Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs, and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month or you can make a one-time donation and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Fired up, ready to go. Uh, David Price Construction countdown to ECU's first practice. Two days, less than two days as they'll be on the practice fields on Wednesday and earlier today. Got to talk to a pirate who will be taking the field this year on the defensive side of the ball. Jack Powers, good debut year in 2022. And he's got one more ride with the Pirates coming up in 2023. And we talked to him earlier today. Let's hear that conversation with the Pirates outside linebacker. Rush in right now. And Jack, uh, nice to meet you, man. How you nice doing? To, nice to meet you, too. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. We got the AC on for you, so yeah. that's good. Uh, been a hot summer. How have you uh, enjoyed uh, or not enjoyed uh, this summer leading up to uh, fall camp, which begins on a Wednesday with your first practice? But how's the summer gone for you? We had a great summer, you know, as a team. Um, I think when anytime you get kind of a new team, summer is a great testament for you, you know, seeing how locked in guys are, seeing how we work on and off the field. Um, and just seeing how the runs and lifts went, and they went well, and, and I'm very excited for camp. Uh, when you say new team, a lot of, man, uh, old faces out, and uh, we talked to a lot of them on Pirate Radio last year. I was thinking about the defensive side with uh, Miles Berry, with Xavier Smith uh, there at the linebacker position, and and having said that, a ton of returners uh, on the D-line. You've got some secondary uh, pieces that we are very familiar with. Seems like that out that linebacker spot, uh, we're going to see some new players in. But how about the the defense as a whole? Blake Harrell back, so there is continuity there. How do you feel on that side of the ball heading into this year? Very excited about our defense uh, up front, especially. You look at those guys, a lot of veterans, a lot of playing experience, and uh, just seeing the leadership role that people have taken on this summer has been exciting. Um, and I'm just really looking forward to playing with Coach Harrell's defense and his scheme this season. Well, uh, we'll get back to this year's current team, but let's talk about you a little bit, Jack, and, and how you wound up here from California to Nevada to East Carolina. So you were with the Wolfpack uh, up until 2021 and then, what, entered the transfer portal. And how did you end up here at East Carolina? Yeah, so uh, I graduated from Nevada, and I entered the portal after uh, that fall, so in December after our bowl game. Um, went in the portal, and because our bowl game was late, it was actually on the day that uh, the Pirates were supposed to play in the military bowl. We played that day and uh, went home. The coaching staff had already left before the game. Coach Jay Norvell, great guy, went to Colorado State. And so with me graduating, I kind of knew I was going to go in the portal. Um, and so I hopped in, and, uh, you know, we had, I think Coach Dallas told me after they offered me, he's like, no pressure, but got about 10 days until the fall or the spring semester starts 
So if we're going to make something happen, we kind of got to get on the horse here. And so I took a 24-hour visit out to Greenville, <laughs> uh, flew back to California, packed my bags, and was here for good the next day. So, What was your uh, your first impression of Greenville, North Carolina, and uh, how much have you enjoyed your, your year so far here? Uh, my first impression just... Coach always told me how much the people and the fans in Pirate Nation loves Pirate football. And so coming here and seeing the stadium, the facilities, um, and just around town, seeing all the Go Pirate stuff like that, it meant a lot. And so that was pretty exciting to see a community support like that. And, uh, you know, this past year was great. Learned a lot. I think I've improved as a player. And uh, I've really molded with our team. I love our team, and I'm really excited for this season. And I'm sure you came here with the expectation to get on the field, play right away, and you did. Uh, you right there in the state game, in the opener, and then you played in every game and uh, had a good game in the bowl game as well. So we're, I guess you weren't shocked, right, uh, that you would make a, an immediate impact, but did the year go the way you, you had planned or you wanted it to? Yeah, I mean, it's always the plan to come in and make an impact, and uh, I'm glad I did. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that I can make more of an impact this year, but just going out every day competing and being a good teammate is what I'm focused on. Played uh, quite a bit for Nevada in 2021 and then all 13 games last year. So after three seasons where you didn't play as much, how was the body after last season? Did you have some, <laughs> some rehabbing to do? Yeah, a little more beat up. You know, I'm going into year six, but uh, I think I take recovery and, like, mobility and stuff like that uh, pretty serious. So the body's held up pretty good, and I'm, I'm ready to go. Uh, how's the uh, the diet? What are you uh, you a, a good eater as well? Yeah, they take care of us over there. That's that's one of the biggest differences um, that I've noticed is there's food always accessible at the facility. You know, we're getting breakfast, lunch, dinner. There's good snacks, protein shakes. So food isn't something you got to worry as much about over here. What's your opinion of the Eastern North Carolina barbecue? I love it. Yeah. Sam Jones is my spot over here. So there you far. go. Awesome. Um, Willing to try out some other places if we got <laughs> suggestions, but I love Sam Jones. Sure. Uh, Parker's Barbecue. A lot of great yeah. spots. We'll, yeah. we'll jot them all down for you. Uh, Jack Powers joining us here inside the Pirate Radio studios, getting to know him a little bit. Excited for the upcoming season. You also, uh, we talked off the air, Jack, about the uh, humidity, and you said you uh, returned home to California this summer, and while the temperature was hotter, it, it didn't feel as hot as it was here, right? Yeah, that dry heat's a little different. Um, so getting back to this humidity, I just went out there this morning, got my run and lift in out there. So get back used to it before camp. You just get used to taking a shower, walking out the door, and immediately sweating and needing another shower. <laughs> it's terrible, but that's uh, that's the way it is around here. Right. All right, so uh, let's talk about your uh, your unit. Who who are the the edge rushers, uh, outside linebackers that? Uh, you are competing with that uh, will be on the field alongside you this year that you're excited about? Yeah, so uh, number one, I'd have to go Jeremy Lewis. And uh, honestly, something that's great there is is coming in, and Jeremy's been here. He's from Greenville. Yeah. Um, he's been a guy on this team. And so when they bring in a grad transfer, you know, there's a couple ways that you could take that in. And uh, Jeremy's been a great teammate. Um, he helps me out a lot. I try and help him out a lot. But it's just a good, healthy competition, and, and we make each other better every day, and that's what we push forward to. Um, also, I'm really excited about Chad Stevens on the other side. You know, I think he didn't have as big of his role as he will this year, but I think he's he's ready for it. You know, I, I see him working out there, and I'm excited for him. Um, other than that, you know, our room, we got Sam Danko, we got Eric Doctor, we got some guys that are going to contribute to this team this year. So I just think as a whole, 
I think our room's going to be ready for it, and I'm excited to watch everyone. I know the the Danko. We haven't seen him on the field much, but I, I've heard people talk about him. Seen he looks kind of freakish as yeah, an athlete. So you think he's got a bright future? Freak athlete. I'm really excited for him. Um, really, this year I hope that Jeremy and I can just do our best to prepare him for when we leave, and uh, kind of give him all like the tools and to be successful and. And just hope that he really keeps continuing to take that weight room serious because I think that could help him a lot. Uh, Jack, I was unaware of this, but this, this is why Malcolm Gray does his job. Shout out to Malcolm and the bio folks uh, there at ecupirates.com. Uh, Co-special teams award winner last year. So how about your role there? Is that a role that uh, you can you will continue to play this year, you think? Yeah, um, and I, I definitely hope so. I love special teams. Um, I think sometimes you can get players that look at special teams as – kind of a joke or they don't take it too seriously but a lot of the times and we've seen that both for the good and bad special teams impacts the game a lot more than you think so uh i take special teams very seriously um i'm passionate about it i think it's a true like part of being a teammate um kind of doing the dirty work when no one wants to but i love it and uh, i'm really excited about that this year Jack Powers joining us. First practice coming up on Wednesday. So what's tomorrow? Move-in day kind of thing? What are yeah, you doing we tomorrow? Report. Um, we'll have a little team run, uh, then some team meeting, and then some team in position meetings, sorry. And uh, after that, early night in, and then wake up and hit the ground running on Wednesday. So are there conditioning tests to come, or has that already been passed? Or? That, that's already been passed okay. at the end of the summer. We have some conditioning Glad to get tests. that over with? Yeah, definitely. But... <laughs> I saw a story where, and I, I wish I'd have found the player's name. It was an NFL player who st- who practiced for the wide receiver yes, test, I saw that. but he was like a lineman, yeah. so he like aced it. Yeah, he killed it. Maybe that that's a good strategy, right? <laughs> Maybe you uh, you do like Rajay and Marlon Gunn's uh, test next year. Right. Is it all the same, or is it different for? Uh, it's different you know? for groups, so they, yeah. you know their skills, mids and bigs. But uh, something that you could kind of do to help yourself is like you always pick someone out and you lift with them, you run next to them, and you push each other. Um, so for me, it was Shane Calhoun this yeah. winter and summer, and uh, we really learned to push each other in the weight room and on the field and make each other a lot better. And, and then when it goes on the field, it's tight end versus outside linebacker. We're getting, we're going against each other full speed. Um, so, you know, I think he's he's a great person for me to, to help push and for him to push me, and I think we make each other a lot better too. Shane Calhoun, I think, primed for a big season at tight end. Uh, Million-dollar question. Uh, above your pay grade, Jack, is who will be the starting quarterback. But you can tell us, uh, I don't know, what you've seen from Mason Garcia and Alex Flynn filling the big shoes of Holden Aylers. But how about the two QBs uh, running the offense for ECU? I think it's going to be a great competition this camp. You know, I, I like both of them. I think they're they're great players. They're great teammates. They're great people. So I think either one that leads this team out there is going to be great for us. But I'm excited to watch them compete for sure. One thing we do during spring and, and also at fall camp, we'll go out and ask the coaches, you know, who won today? What side of the ball? So you have those daily battles, right, with the offense, and some days they'll get you. Other days your defense will dominate, but that, that's the fun part of it, right? Definitely. Talking to Jack Powers here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. How about winning that bowl game, Jack? And and now you kind of go into a leadership role, even though you've only been here one year, but because of your age and your experience and your play on the field. Uh, but how about winning it for the seniors last year? How important was that for you guys, the underclassmen guys? Yeah, it was very important. And, you know, uh, since I showed up, you kind of you kind of felt how mad everyone was that they didn't get to play in the bowl game the year before. So uh, when we went on this trip this past season to Birmingham, it was a business trip for sure. And and I think those older guys, 
they they saw what the seniors before how they felt when that game got canceled. So uh, when we showed up to Birmingham, it was it was go time, and no one wanted to leave with that sad feeling or that feeling in your stomach after something that you wish you could have done differently. So we went out there and took care of business. And on that note, your Jeremy's kind of getting you up to speed. Last year, now are you that guy helping others out? Have you kind of taken over a role like that? Yeah, I, I think I for sure have taken on a leadership role on this team. Um, but, you know, there's a couple of us, and especially like you were talking about on that defensive front, like yeah. there's a lot of veterans, a lot of returners. So uh, we all do a good job of helping each other, and no one has a, no one has an ego on our defensive front, you know. Everyone's humble, and everyone's willing to get better and always take advice. And, you know, people have different perspectives, and people are a little bit better in some different uh, – parts of the game so if you could help everyone and your your different thing then it makes it better that's a good point what have you kind of worked on this off season to improve upon what did you you know kind of look back and say let me get a little bit better at this yeah i, I really wanted to get better at my pass rush um and i think i'm, I'm making strides uh, to get better at that but like i said like jeremy elijah morris like we've been going out there and they've been helping me a lot and uh so i'm excited to see how that works in camp what is that is that Power, speed, moves, I'm sure it's all of the above, but, like, particularly is it, you know, you want to develop different moves, things yeah, like that? a lot of hand work, too, getting yeah. the hands right. So when those big guys shoot their hands at you, you're knocking them down. Uh, well, you guys open up in the big house in Michigan. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, Jack. You may have heard <laughs> that a time or two. Uh, quite a challenge there in Ann Arbor, but that's why you, you right. get into football, right? Like, that's got to fire you up, right? That's what you dream about, for sure. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm always ready for the challenge. I love to compete. And so when we go into the big house, it's another game, and I'm ready to go. I, I guess so ECU playing state in the opener last year, that had the big crowd feel. How about uh, Nevada? Like, what are the, some of the biggest games, biggest crowds you've been in so far? Nevada versus Boise State's a pretty big game yeah. um, every year. Boise State's a great team, great program. And uh, there's a little history in that matchup right there. So a couple times we'd go out to Boise, and it'd be like a sellout crowd or family weekend. It'd be a packed game. Um, and then we opened up at Kansas State one year, Deuce Vaughn. So, you know, you, I've been in those environments before, but that NC State ECU game was crazy. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this one coming up. Who's better, Deuce Vaughn or Keaton Mitchell? Keaton Mitchell. <laughs> Good answer, Jack. Yeah, you, you learn pretty quick. Right off the bat. What's well, BYU, not that, you know, the same state or anything, but almost like a homecoming? Like you're kind of used to football out there. How was that game for you last year? Yeah, that game was fun. You know, uh, my family had the chance to come out and watch that one, so that was awesome. Good to see them. Uh, it was a little funny, though, because, like, a lot of the guys over here haven't seen mountains like that before. <laughs> so getting off the plane and everyone's seeing the mountains for the first time and, like, I'm, I'm used to it, so I was just kind of like, yeah, like, it's what they look like, and everyone was amazed, so it's pretty funny. Us East, Eastern North Carolina country folk don't see those mountains a lot. Yeah. Uh, Jack Powers joining us. Jack, the season uh, as a whole, man, I, I love the regional. And, and I don't know, how, how much have you learned about, I guess, the hate for NC State and North Carolina and all that, and then the, you know, we are Marshall, the tragic plane crash kind of connects us there. We got an in-state game with App State. Have you you kind of learned about these things if you as you've been in the program the last year? Yeah, and I'm for sure a lot more familiar with it now um, than I was last year. I mean, obviously going into the season, I knew that there was a rivalry between us and State and, and how serious that was. But uh, I'm still learning, and, and I'm more familiar, though, for sure. Have you looked at the new schools at all? Uh, I know you guys are week-to-week, week, uh, and, and you're focused on practice more than the, But have you looked at the new teams in the schedule and uh, in the conference and who you'll face on the schedule this year? Yeah, not too much, like, in depth. But I know who came to our conference, who we play, so excited for them. 
And another game against Navy. How, how, how's the uh, rush end, an outside linebacker? What's your job when you, you face that option attack? And, and how much do you like or dislike facing that offense? Yeah, so in that game, I mean, we'll have a couple different jobs. So, I mean, it kind of changes on the play call, whether we have the quarterback, the dive, what are we playing. Um, but personally, I, I love that game. You know, at Nevada, we played Air Force every mm-hmm. year. So it's very similar. Like, it's one of those games where you got to buckle up and it's go time. And uh, so, I mean, personally, I love that game. I think it's gritty. Uh, yeah. And sports will take you a lot of cool places, uh, Jack, as well. And, and that's going to be quite a scene in Annapolis you'll get to experience this year. Uh, I won't make the trip, but just being an old basketball fan, I watched the Spurs win a lot of championships in the Alamo Dome. You'll be playing a football game there yeah. against UTSA. And I understand that's a pretty rowdy environment. So that'll be a fun one as well. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Uh, some cool trips uh, for the Pirates this year. All right, so what's this, uh, this first week back at practice going to be? like is it i guess coach houston expects you guys to be ready to go from day one right so there's not a lot of easing in you you get right to work right yeah and i think we will be ready to go you know we had a great summer coach big john got us right um so i'm stoked for that and uh you know it's the acclimation period so you can't start off going full pads right away so we'll start with helmets and go into shells and work our way up but um i expect from the first day that it we, we shouldn't skip a beat. It should just be we go out there and we know what we got to do. We take care of business. What's your uh, specialty in the weight room? What do you enjoy doing in there? What are you best at? I, I hated squats. And so that was part of the reason that I started working out with Shane. Shane, his uh, squats crazy. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's uncomfortable. But uh, I'd say I got a lot better at that and I started looking forward to back squat day. Okay. But uh, I also enjoy a good little bench press or an arm farm. Well, for people out there curious, what are you benching these days? Uh, I think in the spring I hit 365, so just trying to maintain that, maybe keep pushing it, but in the nice. season it's more maintenance. So Shane's a beast in there. Who are the biggest weight room warriors on the team? Who who kills it in there? Big Tay's obviously strong. His name's Big Tay. Richard Pierce is an animal. Um, a couple of the young guys that just showed up kind of impressed me a little bit, but you know we have a lot of solid workers. You know, it's not too much talking when we go in with the weight room. You know, we know what days we kind of really got to buckle down and focus in there. And and I think this summer, especially, the whole team was pretty locked in. Um, at the end of this summer, Coach Big John, like, allowed us to, like, we had a jersey day. We had a costume day. You might have seen it on Twitter or something. But he said, like, he's never really done that before. But, you know what, with the way we were working, like, we deserve to have a little fun at the end of it. So definitely excited. Nice. Uh, and, and I know Josiah Hadfield and others may – Challenge that Keaton Mitchell wasn't the fastest player on the team last year. Let's say Keaton was. Who are the who thinks the fastest guys on the team in twenty twenty three? I think Josiah. I think Kerry. I think Siobhan. Um, I think those guys can all run. We got a lot of guys that can run. So, but I think those three would make my my top three. Kerry and Siobhan. We we know about Josiah. He's been around a while. But those two other names you said maybe. Uh, They'll get to uh, pirate fans will get to know them a little more this year on the field. Could play I, some big I roles. I think both of them have a big opportunity, and uh, that's exciting, right? A lot of a lot of position groups, a lot of battles going to be going on this fall camp. Uh, you can't take a day off because uh, you got guys pushing you. Jeremy can't take a day off, or you'll ju- so like it's uh, that the, the old iron sharpens iron. I guess right. is the phrase. Yeah, I think we'll see that across our roster a lot this this camp, and so. Just every day being able to go out there and compete and having to go compete, that makes us all better. Jack Powers joining us. Well, Jack, uh, great to get to know you, man. Thanks for hanging out and uh, stay hydrated out there. <laughs> and uh, good luck Thank this uh, this fall camp. We'll talk to you out there. And I uh, can't wait to see you on the field for uh, the first game. Yep. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
Jack Powers, great to uh, meet Jack earlier today inside the Pirate Radio studios and talk some pirate football. Interesting guy and uh, very focused uh, young man. And he is a man. He's been around, this is, uh, I think, year? year six for him wow. in college and uh, will be part of the reason that uh, I am optimistic about the defensive side of the ball this year for East Carolina. Yeah, he had a lot of positive uh, things to say. I mean, we I feel like it's been positive since the spring, even with Mike Houston. Um, just the positivity coming from the players talking to them in the spring, uh, during the spring game and the spring practices and stuff, but I mean, that just kind of reassured us that you know, I, I think the players and the coaches are excited about what this team is going to do this year, and there's a lot of guys and I really don't, I keep forgetting about how much their uh, veteranship and and uh, is that a word? Sure. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of uh, veterans and, and guys returning that have played and have a lot of experience coming back, especially on that front line for the defense. So I'm very excited, including uh, Jack Powers. We saw a lot of great things out of him last year, and it looks like that he's taking on a more of a leadership role, and he's working on his pass rush, which we want to say, period, from the defensive side of the ball. So let's see Jeremy Lewis and Jack Powers getting after the quarterback this year. Absolutely. Let's uh... – Let's get after that QB for some turnovers and uh, have some fun inside Daddy Ficklin Stadium. We'll take a timeout, come back. BB, Brian Bailey joins us when we return as we'll talk some football with the WNCT Channel 9 Sports Director. That's on the way. More to go. Are we back on video? All right, we're on video. Cool. Uh, So we'll talk to you folks, too, when we return after this. Thank you, Big Dog. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about the current real estate market? Or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with Remax and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has the answers. Call Scott uh, Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Uh, Potential good news, bad news situation here. Good news, I understand the video's back up bad news we might be having phone issues we can't have everything going right at once that would be impossible uh but i believe uh we are going to attempt to get brian bailey here i got some other news i'm seeing today Uh is at ball don't lie a um a reputable source ball don't lie it's like yahoo maybe i don't know yeah you know relatively you know who's a good source though Josh Graham, I disagree. <laughs> Mama, there, there goes, goes that, man that man away. Mark Jackson reportedly laid off by ESPN. Or demoted. Joining uh, the network has reportedly laid off Mark Jackson. Man, gosh, I saw that he demoted him. They got a whole <laughs> new uh, crew with um, 
What's his name? Doc Rivers? Bang! What's his name? Uh, Mike Breen. Mike Breen. They got a whole new crew with him this year. They're kicking out Van Gundy and Mark Jackson. I'll tell you what I don't... Back out to Allen! I, I don't want to hear for two hours. Doc Rivers. <laughs> that was a really smart play right there. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> the Great network execution. has reportedly laid off Mark Jackson and plans to promote Doris Burke and hire Doc Rivers. Ugh. I didn't know Doc Rivers wasn't coaching. I guess he was. He's out with the yeah, he, Sixers. I think he just got fired. Out. Yeah. All right. So there you go. Brian Bailey joining us. No. Yes. Yes. On the Pirate Radio Live Line, BB. How you doing today, man? Great. How you doing? Doing good. Getting ready for some Pirate football. The guys were a team reporting on Tuesday. Practice on Wednesday. Getting ready for another year, BB. Yeah, I talked to Coach Houston today. We had a short meeting with him about his television show, and uh, he's fired up. Looking forward to the guys coming in tomorrow and then that first official practice uh, coming up on Wednesday. And today, of course, the start of high school football practice. Man, it has been a whirlwind for this old guy today. Started at Tarboro, went to South Central, Conley, Rose. My man Garrett went to Havelock. He went to West Craven on his way to Washington, and then he's going to go to New Bern. Awesome. We got a lot of stuff playing today. Well, touchdown Monday uh, for the guys getting ready at WNCT Channel 9. Uh, does Chris Cherry have the right ball out there in practice? I'm fascinated. I know you are too, Bailey, to, to see how that goes with Coach Cherry, who's won so many games on the basketball court, now taking over the football team. Yeah, I asked him that. I asked him, I, I said, Coach, you know, obviously you know some football because you're, you know, you're coaching it. I said, but what's the main difference between the two? And obviously there are obvious differences, but he said the number one difference is the numbers. He said, I was responsible for 12 to 15 you know, players, and now I'm responsible for a whole slew. And, and they, they had a, a good group out there at South Central today. Obviously, South Central will probably be picked near the, the bottom of the uh, Big Carolina 3A, 4A standings, but he said his goal is to get that thing turned around. So he took step number one today with his first practice. There you go, and uh, looking forward to some high school football. They are sweating it out and will be uh, here in August before they begin games. And I guess the first games will be what, Bailey, the 14th? Is that right? 21st? When are they playing? August 18th. August 18th is... (laughs) I did it again, Chandler. I did it again. Oh, my goodness. I am a terrible calendar looker at her. I'm looking at July again. Good grief, I'm a moron. When you said that, my heart dropped. I thought, I got the wrong date. Nope, it's me. I cannot read a calendar. You were only four days off, though. (laughs) I was close. I was close. Say that date again, 18th, Bailey. August 18th. All right. Debut of Touchdown Friday. Touchdown Friday. When's the debut of the Brian Bailey Show back on Pirate Radio, Bailey? The debut of the Brian Bailey Show is August the 7th, and we can say right now that one of our guests on that first show will be the head football coach at East Carolina University, Mike Houston. All right, there you go. Coming up in about 30 minutes, we'll talk to Brent Thompson. We'll meet him for the first time, Bailey, now taking over the recruiting operations coordination uh, there for ECU football. So we'll get to know him. Uh, He and Mike Houston uh, very familiar with one another. Brent Thompson has been at both Lenore Ryan and the Citadel, so uh, we'll get to know him here in a little bit. That'd be good. I tell you what, they uh, they were over there, you know, just you know, just trying to get everything ready to, for the guys check in, so there's no snafus and that kind of thing. But it, it's go time, as Coach Houston would say. Man, it's time to get get it rocking and get it rolling. And I, I think all those guys are, are looking forward to getting practice started. As Coach Houston said today, everybody looks forward to September the second. But we got a long way 
until September the 2nd, but it'll be here before you know it. The work starts coming up this week. All right, Bailey, let's take out the quarterback room. I'll ask you, what's your biggest question mark or thing you are interested in seeing uh, when it comes to fall camp, uh, aside from Garcia v. Flynn? I think the wide receivers, you know, yeah. I think that's going to be a big a big key to, to what happens. And that coincides with the quarterback situation. But I, I think they've got some work to do there. I really like the running back room. And, and I just hope Rajay comes back and, and he's first-team all-conference. Because I tell you what, off the field, he's an all-American. That's for sure. He's a great kid. And, and you know, he went through a devastating injury. But, you know, he's a real inspiration because he's fought all the way back. And he, he said 1% every day. That's what he's tried to do. And I, I can't wait to watch him play. I like that. When he's smiling, the things are going well for the Pirates. No doubt. Is that uh, that was probably my next question was going to be, what do you feel most confident about or comfortable with heading into fall camp? Running backs have got to be one of those positions. Uh, what else on the football team do you do you have some confidence in when it comes to ECU? I think running backs. I think the defensive line. Yeah. I, I think that, you know they they've worked hard to really bolster that room and, and to get you know those guys and they've got some they've got some parts. Somebody just beeped the horn at me like I did something wrong. I'm about to get in a fight here. All right. No road rage, Bailey. Especially live on the air here. He's driving a pea green car. You ought to be shot for that color of the car. <laughs> hey, Bailey. Hey, hey, calm hey, down. Hey, slow down. Stop. <laughs> if you see a pea green car out there, let them know that uh, Brian Bailey. It might be uh, Biff Pogey. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> it's coming after you. Uh, we had a question about running backs from Jamie uh, for BB. He said, are we currently seeing the running back position being downgraded in the present and, and past now? There really wasn't truly that many unique running backs, just right place at the right time. I don't fully understand his question. What do you think about what's going on in the NFL, though, Bailey, with the running backs? I mean, Ezekiel Elliott lost several steps, uh, but just interested to see a guy like him without a job, Dalvin Cook. Uh, you've got the holdout stuff potentially with Josh Jacobs and with Jonathan Taylor. Saquon Barkley did end up signing his franchise tag. will be there for at least another year in New York. But uh, crazy times with running backs. Yeah, and it's, it's really odd when you think about it because, you know, obviously that's one of the key positions out there. But, but you know, I knew the deal with Zeke, he wasn't going to be a cowboy unless he came back on a really reduced rate. And it, it sounds like that's not even an option from what I've read. I hope he does, you know, hook on with the Patriots or somewhere like that because, you know, I know he's lost a step or two, but I think he can, you know, he holds on to the football. He gets you that yard if you need it. And I think that he can, he can help somebody somewhere in the National Football League if he can figure out a way, you know, to get back and get, you know, get some money out of the deal. But yeah, running backs, it's almost like they, they've all of a sudden decided, hey, you can get a running back three for a dollar at the corner store. So don't worry about a running back. Yeah. They are drafting them. And then they are letting them play through their rookie deals and then drafting another one. And that's pretty much how it's it's gone right now. Um, uh, Jamie also asking, we know you're a Cowboys fan. Are you a Jerry Jones fan? That's a, that's a tough one uh, because I see both sides of that, of the Jerry Jones issue. I'm not a Jerry Jones hater, but I do understand that part of the Cowboys' problems at times has been Jerry Jones and some of the things that, that he's done. I mean, I, I can't figure out for the life of me how he can come in and win right away in the nineties, do what he did. Cause I was, you know, I'm a big Tom Landry fan. One of, one of the biggest thrills of my life was interviewing Tom Landry in Rocky Mount, North Carolina and getting a chance to meet him, shake hands with him, 
uh, you know, getting a picture taken with him. That was just awesome for me. And then, you know, Jerry Jones comes in and fires him. But, you know, they were able to turn things around. The Cowboys were on the downside. They turned it around. And But since the 90s, obviously, you know, the playoff wins haven't been there. And I think they've had talent enough to do it. I'm just hoping that maybe this is the, the year they get the whole thing turned around. If Dak can figure out which color jersey he's throwing to, they'll be fine. Old uh, Cy Seymour last week, I said, well, Cy, we, we finally got rid of Dan Snyder, so black clouds lifted. And he said, yeah. And the other good news is the Cowboys still have Jerry Jones. Cy's <laughs> uh, always got one, doesn't he? He does, yeah. He does. Yeah. So uh, it'll be fun. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to talking a little junk to Bailey. Bailey talking junk back to me, and uh, that's the part of the thrill of the uh, the football season. We got the Hall of Fame game coming up this Thursday, and then Bailey will have our eyes peeled uh, for the Seahawks, Ravens, 49ers. A lot of Pirates uh, going to be playing some preseason. That's coming up next week. Excited about that. I mean, we were sitting at tiebreakers uh, last night at ours. Bella's Sunday afternoon snack that she likes to get on Sunday afternoon. But we were, I looked up and I saw Geno Smith and the, and the Seahawks, you know, going through their uh, camp. And I told Melissa, I, I said, look up there, you might see Holton. And they, they were isolated lay on Geno, but then all of a sudden Holton came bolting through and that left hand throwing that pass. And I thought, man, that's pretty cool to see 15 out there. Yeah, and I'm I'm interested to see how much time he gets in the preseason. Obviously, Gino coming off a career year for him. You've got Drew Locke, who I guess teams will say he's still somewhat young enough that maybe they can do something with him in the future. So they want to see what he's got, but uh, they they you know want to see what this rookie's got too. This Holt Naylor's kid. So I'm expecting him to get a lot of time. I don't. Have you talked to Holt or Morgan? I, they probably don't have the answers right now, Bailey. But uh, I expect we'll see quite a bit of him in the preseason. Well, that's what I think. That's the thinking there because I I don't think you'll see Geno Harley at all. Yeah, and I think that you'll see you know a plenty of Drew, and then I think you'll see plenty of of Holton out there. I think he's going to get a shot to prove that he can play in the league, and and, and I think his goal has got to be just to to get that third slot and secure it. Right now, as far as I know, they've only got three quarterbacks. You know, in right? The camp. Yeah, can secure that third slot, and then you know if, if he can move up to two, or if somebody gets hurt, or yeah, he's just got to show everybody that he can, you know, he can handle the language. You know, I asked him before he left. I, I said, "Can you give us an example of a Seahawk play and a Pirate play? Mm-hmm. What, what's the same same terminology?" And he said, "I can't without giving something away." He said, "But I will tell you this: in the NFL play, all those words mean something, and each word sends somebody somewhere." <laughs> I was like, "Really?" I thought the easy use language was hard to understand. But it sounds like the NFL, you know, right quarter, quarter, you know, Eagles seven, slot blitz. I mean, it just they just blurt out a bunch of a string of words, terminology, and everybody's got to know what to do with it. What did they tell you, Bailey, when you were an all area offensive lineman in high school? What were your directions? <laughs> they said, "See that guy in front of you? Don't let him hit my quarterback." That's all you need to know, right? It worked. It worked about about. 60% of the time it worked. That's all right. And, yeah. They probably didn't call you for holding that much either, right? They, they didn't want to. No, they didn't call me for, for – one time I can remember that we threw a 55-yard bomb, and and it was beautiful. And it, and it, my, my guy was getting ready to sack the quarterback. I grabbed him and just pulled him straight down. And I saw the pass go through the end. I saw the touchdown. I went, oh, my God, they're going to call me for holding. I looked around, no flags, <laughs> just like speeding, baby. If they don't call it, it didn't happen. No flag on the field, as Kevin Monroe would say. Speaking of Kevin, uh, 
Is Kevin going to be lonely in the press box this year, Bailey? What's going on? I tell you, that's a whole different story, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, that's just that. To me, that whole situation was really sad in a, in a lot of ways. But mm-hmm. I think maybe people can learn from it. I hope. Weird deal. Weird deal. We need a play-by-play voice to uh, head to Ann Arbor here soon as East Carolina will kick off the season with Michigan coming up uh, just over a month from now. Brian Bailey joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Bailey, got the Pitt County Girls Softball uh, League All-Stars going to be honored at Elm Street Park coming up at 5 o'clock. We'll have uh, somebody out there as we got the Little League Softball World Series about to crank up. Yeah, and I really enjoyed watching the Pitt County team play, you know, in that southeast regional down at Warner Robins, Georgia. What a job they did. I mean, they just, you know, they didn't have a close game. I guess maybe the last one, the 3 nothing game, was the closest. But they just dominated play while they were there. And one of the young ladies who played on the 2000, the first Babe Ruth World Series team to win a championship in Pitt County, the 2000 squad, uh, Tiffany Shaw, her niece plays for this team. So oh, cool. Cool family you know goes with that and so uh i I really enjoyed watching him play talking to bb brian bailey on the pirate radio live line bailey good stuff looking forward to the brian bailey show cranking up next monday as uh mike houston gonna be your special guest looking forward to that and more uh coming up next week should be a lot of fun he'll be coming off the practice field so we'll get him on the phone uh, as soon as he gets off the field on that monday so we'll have almost a week in the books when we get a chance to talk to him uh, on our show to kick off a brand new season. Looking forward to a Pirate Radio, guys. Been great to me for a long, long time, and so we're looking forward to starting another year. All right, and Chandler and I will do our best to produce that program like we always do, Bailey. Uh, we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I can keep you guys, if I can keep you guys focused, that's out the window on that deal. Look, I promise, at least for your first show, hundred percent focus from myself and Chandler. There you go. Yep. Nice job. You got it. That's all you can ask for. All right, VV. We'll see you then, man. Sounds good. Take care. All right, Brian Bailey joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. You got something, Chandler? No, I just actually, I, uh, this is a, something we posted yesterday. I thought it was recent, but just uh, we were talking to Bailey about, you know, we're going to be tuned in uh, and fo- focused on uh, Seahawks, 49ers, Baltimore Ravens, but uh, Keaton Mitchell getting some uh, camera time. Uh, and some pictures and stuff looking good in the uh, purple and black for the Baltimore Ravens. I saw him back there, and Ellery mentioned it as well, catching punts. Yes. And that's uh, that's enticing. You know, does he get a shot in a preseason game to do that? That's one way he can make the squad and uh, really make an impact on the Ravens. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, if the, I think there's definitely going to be something that they can find Keaton Mitchell to do because I feel like there's a lot that he can do especially with that speed of his so uh he could be dangerous back there returning punts uh for the baltimore ravens we, we shall see can't wait for this preseason and the opportunities that him and isaiah winstead and holton will get with their respective teams and uh received uh text from little scary this weekend uh asking me about isaiah oh how, good so uh and he's rooting them on well man look boys, what man. a great story that was yeah. because the beef between those two yeah Big beef between Isaiah Winstead and a little scary. And now you got a little scary reaching out to Clip to see, hey, how's my boy Isaiah doing? Yeah, said he got him a new uh, 49ers jersey down there. By the way, we were mentioning to Danny about that rap. Um, we need to, whether on air or off air, <laughs> let him listen to that rap. All right, cool. Uh, we'll take a break, come back, wrap up hour number two, and we will talk to Brent Thompson coming up hour three, get to know the new coach with East Carolina football in charge of 
uh, the recruiting operations. Got that coming up, hour three and more. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner, call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you. Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Brent Thompson in the studios going to join us here coming up next segment. We'll get to know the new recruiting operations coordinator for ECU football. Talk about his uh, football story and get to know him. Looking forward to that. Mike P says, saw Halloween decor at Target, so I know a little scary about to get in the lab. In the lab. In the lab. So, uh, yeah, a little scary. Could be uh, cranking up something soon. Um clip who was the last washington player to go through a contract holdout or new contract issues to jonathan taylor a holdout i was thinking about this when we were talking about conditioning tests with um jack powers earlier i remember an off season where albert hainsworth either refused to or would or kept failing the conditioning test and every day on NFL Network, they would show him like, <laughs> like breathing heavy, not uh, not finishing, not completing the conditioning test. Uh, that wasn't necessarily a holdout situation. I don't, I don't know. I have to think about that as far as a, uh, a Washington player. I'm sure there's been a rookie or some big name player. Hell, we hadn't had a lot of big name players, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, Chad says they got Halloween stuff at Lowe's, too. Well, when it's 100 degrees, all I can think about is playing dress-up, which was what we were doing yesterday, right outside the Pirate Radio Studios. Got some cool stuff uh, dropping soon. Jerry says, pumpkin spice season is coming soon. (laughs) Jerry's hype. Jerry is lit. Jerry is fired up for some It's that time of year again. Pumpkin spice. Chad says, hey, guys, have you seen the new NFL sideline hats? So, Joey was talking about those, showed some Panthers ones a moment yeah. ago, and they continue to be the ugliest hats yes. ever known to man. I don't know why the NFL just can't put a cool NFL logo on a hat and call it a day. They got to put all this funky stuff up there, and it, it always looks terrible to me. Yeah, I mean, the Panthers one, and it's usually the draft hats, too, that are so they bad. They all are terrible. Uh, but the, the one... The Panthers have one where it's split down the middle, and I think it's... Well, every cr- team's going to have it. it. Well, that one, ooh, where it's split down the middle, the NFL logo, uh-huh. every team has that hat. Oh, Jesus. Well, it looks awful. So, I mean, I don't know. There was one in there that I, I kind of liked, but I remember the draft hat that the Panthers had, I think a couple years ago when we <clears> drafted <throat> J.C. Horn, it literally looked like a hat that you would get like at Wings. 
in Myrtle Beach. Did it have like it had the it had the South Carolina logo? Did it have like breasts on it? <laughs> what was that? It was a towel. <laughs> <laughs> like, the Confederate flag was on the back of it. Like, what do you mean? It's two little butt I, cheeks. It just had it had like the South Carolina uh, logo, the like Palmetto, the, 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 the Palmetto State. That's a logo. cool, uh, cool logo though. It's like a palm say. tree with a like a crescent sun or something. Danny, you got some. Intern Dan. It reminds me of those flags where it's the house divided little things <laughs> yes. right in front of that, right in front of your house where it's like so random. It's like Florida and like USC. It's like, where do you get that yeah. from? Like, what even is that? I like the Panthers, but I also kind of like the NFL. I'm going to wear them both. Respect the shield. You know who's going to love that? Our buddy CW. Ah, uh, CW. He comes man. on the talk fantasy. He is a respect the shield guy. He's a Bugs fan, but he walks around wearing NFL shirts. He His wears- logo in our fantasy league. His uh, avatar is the NFL Shield. Wow. He is Goodell's goat boy. He is his com- favorite player is Roger Goodell. <laughs> yeah, He's committed to the Shield. Uh, Jamie says, trying to remember the crazy guy running back Washington had, 90s, 2000s, thought he held out. You're talking about Clinton Portis. That is who you're talking about. I don't know. He may have held out. I know uh, he about got held out from being a free citizen because he was arrested for some some money stuff oh boy a few years ago uh mike p says panther's hat also comes with a free hermit crab and henna tat <laughs> sweet i'll take two yep so uh maybe you're right chandler maybe uh it is a wing special i, I know i definitely when i saw it i was like i'm pretty sure i saw that hat one time in a wings or like a waves or whatever it's called there was um what was the other one? Oh my god chad showed, look at these washington hats it's awful who would buy that hat man that is a cool logo a w <laughs> don't worry about us we man don't, we don't have to those hats are <laughs> disgusting that was a good one dan what do you say it's my first strike out today we don't have to oh uh, we don't have to worry about it. yeah 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 um we got news news the greatest coach in usfl history is moving on to college football skip holtz skipper he's making turns and turns and turns and turns do we hey shirley go to the press box folder and give me a little brian medor doing a skip holtz impression you gotta turn and turn some more and turn turning in i want to say it's near the bottom maybe hit it real quick they need all the help they can get at northwestern i guess you don't see what we have to do is we're gonna have to turn and turn some more and when we're done turning we're gonna turn again and then after we've turned two or three more turns, we're going to turn them all into turns. I mean, for those that know Skip, that was fantastic. Skip Holtz has agreed to be a special assistant to the head coach for the 23 season. So they fire Fitzgerald, bring in an interim, and they need somebody with experience, somebody that can turn, turn, turn issues into positives, and that man is Skip Holtz. And skip i believe is still going to be doing usfl it's not going to interfere with his usfl job that's oh i didn't see that little juicy nugget you didn't see that little ditty we're gonna have to turn and turn some more and when we're done turning we're gonna turn again and then after we've turned two or three more turns we're gonna turn them all into turns turn them all into turns that is fantastic work by brian medor so he will stay with the birmingham stallions and pick up a check from uh pick up a big 10 check that's how skip holtz rolls that is not bad not bad money if you can get it go bulls <laughs> go bulls all right let's take Easiest a break decision ever made when we return brent thompson will join us 
He is the new recruiting operations coordinator for ECU football. We'll get to know Coach Thompson, talk a little Pirate football and more. Back with you, Hour 3. We also got a giveaway. More to go after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. They have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. Carolina Caliber will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Still got a giveaway coming up, so... Stick around for that, and I know you'll stick around because we're talking pirate football with the new recruiting operations coordinator for East Carolina football. He is Brent Thompson joining us for the first time here on Pirate Radio Live. And Coach, welcome in to the studio. Welcome to Greenville. How you doing? Clip, I, I appreciate it, man. I, I was not expecting this. I was not expecting to get on the radio here so soon, but um, <laughs> certainly do appreciate it, and uh, I'm glad to be here. Absolutely, and uh, I want to talk about your role uh, with this East Carolina football team and your relationship with Coach Houston, but how about going from the sidelines to what you're doing now, and, and why you chose to go that route because i'm sure you could have ended up uh on the sidelines just about anywhere in the country so why did you decide to get into the recruiting operations coordinator part of it well the number one thing i think is when i spoke to coach houston about this job was um the people that were here this this program i feel i i I spent six years of my career with coach and um, we really had a great run of it I really felt like this was a team, this was a program, that this is about the time for Coach Houston in this program. And so that was the number one reason. The number two reason was um, the other guys on the staff. I had worked with Coach Harrell before. He was actually my defensive coordinator when I uh, I first took over in 2016 at the Citadel. Tripp and I had worked together. Roy and I had worked together. So um, we knew all the families. It was a kind of an easy transition. For that reason, it was the reason why I originally took the job. Uh, And then... uh, I started to think about it. I said, there's a, there's a lot of things that I can learn if I just take a little bit of a step back. Um, I don't have the pressure of being a play caller. I don't have the pressure of being the head coach. Um, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to watch what Donnie does. I'm going to watch um, exactly how Coach Houston runs the program. You know, It's been a few years since I've been there. So I wanted to take a little bit of a step back. Eventually, I do want to probably get back into being a head coach, mm-hmm. um, the offensive coordinator at some point. But uh, I just thought it was a good time in my career after 25 years to just kind of – 
step back, relax, uh, take a little bit of the pressure off, and uh, watch how it's done. And I thought about it. It's kind of a tongue-in-cheek question, but uh, kind of a serious question, too. Do you right now know more players currently on ECU's roster or more players that uh, you hope to add to ECU's roster? And by that, I mean <laughs> you want to know your personnel, but as your, your recruiting duties, you want to know who the next Pirates are. So how's that mix going for you right so, now? So right now I started with the guys that were on the roster. The number one thing that I think uh, I'm working mostly on the offensive side of the ball, watching those guys play, is when you go out, Coach Houston and I work together. I've got a good idea of what he's looking for uh, mentality-wise. I, I know he likes to run the football. He wants to be – he's a defensive guy. He wants to be a guy that's going to uh, be able to have – big play offensive wide receivers, the big physical players on the offensive side. But um, I wanted to see exactly what they were playing with, exactly what this level of competition was going to look like. Uh, you know, who are your next Keaton Mitchells? Who are your next, um, you know, Holt Nailers? Those guys that are that have played and done a really good job. I wanted to see what that talent looked like. So that way, when you go out and you look, and you're like, okay, this kid could be very, very similar, very comparable. We can do very similar things when we had this young man on our roster. And I'm sure you're at least somewhat familiar with the area being at the Citadel. You've probably uh, come up here to North Carolina quite a bit. You coached uh, Lenore Ryan, of course. So you're, i uh, got to say, familiar with the area, I would assume. My mom and dad lived in Wilmington for 15 <laughs> years. I, I made plenty of trips to the eastern part of North Carolina. Um, stretched up here just a little bit, but yeah, very familiar um, throughout the you know the southeast right now being down here. This will be I, like two, nine, 13 years or so. So uh, between North Carolina and South Carolina, it's become very familiar to me. And this will be a better question for you years down the road, but you have been at other stops. But the type of individual player, uh, person you get at the Citadel compared to other spots, a little bit different there, right? So uh, what's that like, kind of getting to know a, a different bunch, a, a different group? Yeah, the Citadel was a um, it was a tricky place to recruit. It was a place that you had to do a lot of work with uh, parents. You had to do a lot of work with um background you had to make sure that you were recruiting the right person there for a lot of reasons is um, number one w- the transfer portal really kind of hurts hurts that program because um, you're, you're really having to take and develop players you really want to make sure that they're going to stay for the four or five years so in order to do so you got to make sure that you got a, somebody that's going to be able to handle the military is going to handle the academics. There's just a lot of stress and pressure there. Yeah. Is if you're missing a, a particular character trait, um, there's a good chance you won't make it there. And if you don't make it there, I'm out of a scholarship, which means I'm out of time, I'm out of money. Um, so we got to make sure that uh, when we recruited there, uh, we kind of dotted all of our eyes and crossed all of our T's. Talking to Brent Thompson today here on Pirate Radio Live. We had Pete Medhurst, play-by-play voice of Navy, on a couple weeks ago, and we talked about the portal, and he said the portal is uh, one way up there. It's out. There's no coming in. So uh, you can kind of relate to that, I'm sure, being at the Citadel. But uh, here at East Carolina, so you talked about noticing the the guys on this roster. So here's a good question for you as we start practice on Wednesday. How do you feel about this roster that uh, the the staff has uh, put together before you uh, arrived here in Green? Well, I tell you what, I spent uh, this morning in preparation for the interview. I was watching the spring, uh, a lot of the spring cutups, a lot of the spring game, and first chance that I really had to watch the defensive side. And the number one thing I see on the defensive side is I see uh, a lot of pressure. Uh, with pressure comes speed. You know, uh, a lot of line movements. The defensive line, to me, um, and not having seen what the rest of the league is playing with, but 
you could see that they're playing at a different level. I, I really like what they were doing. I really like what Coach Harrell's done with the defense. And um, I, I think on that side of the ball, you see a, a huge improvement from where they were when Coach first got here. Yeah. Uh, offensively, it's it's changed over. We've lost so many guys on the offensive side. The exciting part about this is uh, we are going to start a new quarterback. We've got a couple of different options there. We are going to be able to um, adjust our offensive scheme, which Coach Kirkpatrick's done a great job of uh, uh, preparing schemes that are going to be helpful to uh, whichever quarterback we've got in there. And uh, we've got some young running backs. I think the running back room is as deep as we possibly can have a running back room at this level. Um, and then the key component will always be up front. It will be just finding the right five guys in there. And uh, Coach Mo being new to it, I think is going to be good for those guys. Uh, have an opportunity to be able to get the guys that he wants in there and get those guys in the five right positions. And uh, I think that's going to be important there. And then the wide receiver position is a little bit of a, a newer position as well. We've got some guys there that um, I think need to step up and the guys there that are going to step up and have a good year. No doubt. And uh, a tight end in Shane Calhoun that's played a lot of football that could be an impact. And we got a question here. If you want to get a question in for Coach Thompson, you can do so. He'll be here another uh, 15 minutes or so. You can put that in on Facebook or YouTube. He said, uh, can you explain the offensive schemes nowadays as opposed to the days of the the pro i formation uh and that style of offenses how has it changed how you recruit say fullbacks and tight ends uh so you know the, the football we we see changes every 5 10 15 20 years and uh right now we are in a spread it out throw it offense so how has that changed in your years coach and, and how you recruit those players that maybe traditionally would be fullbacks and tight ends so w- when i first started coaching on offense which was 2000 it was it was 2000 was my first year we were a traditional pro i team now we did have some zone schemes and we did uh but we were mostly a power counter iso downhill and we were going to have the neck roll fullbacks and then we were going to have the guys um and sometimes that's dictated by number one what you can recruit number two um the way players are being developed anymore you know the nfl always talks about they're being dictated by what the college game is running well at the college level you're being dictated by almost what the high school game is running at one time and this was um and i was a triple option guy and it was hard to find wise it was hard to find a true tight end so we just stopped recruiting tight ends and we just started going more wide receivers more running backs and we would just not play with the tight end well the tight end is coming back Mm -hmm. Uh, the nice thing that i like about the ecu offense is we've got a couple different versions of a tight end we've got a true guy that can play an end man we've got a guy that can flex out in space and we've got a guy that kind of plays a little bit of a hybrid between an h-back and a fullback and that's really what the offense has gone to is you're going to have to have more than just 11 players out there and uh, coach houston was just talking about this the other day is you're too deep is not really you're too deep i mean you've got 14 or 15 guys between all your packages and personnels and um, you got to have a lot of different body types that are going to be able to play in a goal line situation and you can play in a third and long situation but you know the offenses you've the offensive schemes right now i mean the biggest thing that is going on that um the, the one thing that interests me when i got here was the rpo game is uh, it's a version of reading and, and throwing that um, it really puts a defense in, in a hard bind. And the quarterback and the, and the offensive coordinator is constantly looking for who is that guy that we need to find that's adding himself into the run game? Who's that guy that we can pick on in the pass game? It, it's like play action built in one with, you know, without having a predetermined call. 
And you got to have a, a, a solid quarterback that's uh, got a good head on his shoulders to run that, right, Coach? So you definitely do, yeah. and uh, you know that's what the last two years, especially, that's what we've had, which has yeah. been really nice. The ball's gone in the right spot most of the time. Talking to Brent Thompson here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coach, again, your title, Recruiting Operations Coordinator. Uh, we don't have time for you to tell us all your duties, but what does that entail? What are the main uh, objectives of your position here? Well, n- number one is to do a little bit of the, you know, bringing guys to the defensive guys, bringing guys to the offensive guys, guys that you find, you know, doing the things that position coaches can't do. Um, that's the way that I view it is, you know, you don't have a whole lot of time to be able to scheme, mentor your current players, and then go out there and constantly look at, you know, what's out there, who's out there. Recruiting has gone to, it's gone from being a geographic three, four hour radius to, we can recruit the whole country. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got guys on the roster coming from um, all of, all the states. and it, it, you got a punter from Australia. Uh, yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Nobody is really going under the radar. So you got to find those guys that are everywhere that that um, you make sure that your guy at least knows about them, has a chance to evaluate them, and thinks that we can get in on them recruiting-wise. And what's the the ratio look like now as we continue in this uh, this portal era of tr- recruiting your traditional high school kids to seeing what's out there in the portal? I guess in season the, the guys will drop, but this is more of an off season type thing, right? But how do you you kind of split your time between those? You know, this is a uh, it's an interesting question. It's a philosophical question, especially from a um, from a head coach perspective. Is um, if I would just to, not to speak for Coach Houston, but if I was to take it on my um, I, on what I thought would be a really really good way to handle the transfer portal would be this is that i'm going to take exactly what i need at the high school level i think we still need to develop players i still think that we need to um build the roster because if you don't i i never thought um taking a lot of junior college transfers or taking a lot of four-year transfers was going to really lead to sustained success i think you were going to ride the wave constantly up and down so in order that you had some consistent consistency on your roster um, i thought you were going to have to still recruit a majority of high school players now that being said my dad was a high school coach for 32 years i still kind of believe in that in that motto but at the end of the day, if you don't get what you want, you never panicked and just took to take. You know, we, if a guy was on the border and we really just didn't feel good about him, we could just say, hey, let's just move on to the next the next phase of this, which would be the transfer portal. Um, and if you can do that, like the recruiting has stepped up. So, you know, you're getting a lot of commits here in June and July. Um, and then, so by the time you're, you're what used to be your traditional recruiting, November, December, now you can start to look at the transfer portal and see and fill in the things that you don't have and backfill your roster. I feel like Mike Houston's done a good job of that kind of zeroing in on what he needs help with immediately this year uh, it was offensive line and uh, bringing in some guys on the o-line last year uh, needed a big play receiver uh, with cj johnson status in question and brought in isaiah winstead so i think ecu's done a good job of, of kind of piecing it together there but not truly focusing all their uh, you know assets on the transfer portal talking to uh, coach brent thompson here today on pirate radio live and uh, Jamie, I don't think this is a, a, a question that Coach Thompson will answer for multiple reasons, but I'll ask it anyway. He said, I know you're just getting started, but do you know how we stack up as far as NIL with the rest of the country? That, that, that's a great question. You know, that is one of those questions that um, not having dealt a whole lot with NIL, it was the, you talked about reasons why I came. Is At the FBS level, it's such a it's such a huge topic. Yeah. You know, Coach Houston and I have had a conversations about it, but they've been very brief 
brief conversations and it was more out of curiosity on my part to where we are and, and, and where he thinks that we need to be. But um, a lot of it's speculation is you don't, I don't have a really great idea of where everybody else is in the league. I do have an idea of where uh, some of those SEC teams are. I mean, you, you hear a lot of different stories about um, a lot of different prices being thrown around for players. Yes, sir. Most recently, Tula's uh, brother, I oh, believe. That, that was big. Yeah. yeah. Uh, out there playing quarterback in Maryland. And, and coming from the FCS level, are there as many radical changes there with conference realignment i mean people love the the playoff system the fcs has are the is this is this fbs thing kind of chaos where fcs is a little more i don't know stable is that fair to say or what do you think is a, co- as a i would coach? say so you know we were in the southern conference and i believe that right now the the citadel is the oldest member of the southern conference and and they felt really good anytime that we had talked about adding members and i was I was for it because I, I thought if you added members, you would always guarantee yourself game. You really wouldn't have to go out and find um, out of conference games, which is which can be tough. It can be challenging. It's, it's a stress on your budget a little bit. But no, I, the FCS level, other than teams moving up, when we lost App State and we lost Georgia Southern to the Sun Belt, is that it, it impacted our conference and it impacted our conference from a power standpoint for probably about a good six or seven years i think right now we're finally rebounding we've got or the citadel and the socon's got some really good teams in it uh currently they've got three teams in the top 25 talking to brent thompson today here on pirate radio live as uh, we introduce him to the pirate nation and and you're right you are new here coach when did you uh get here to greenville how, how long you been here now? july 10th was my was my wow. first day yeah uh, i moved into my place here about uh Two weeks ago I, it's it was a lot harder than i thought finding a place here in greenville but um we did my wife and i made about three or four trips up here um, i'm here right now sleeping on an air mattress in our place <laughs> but uh the wife and uh, my two twin girls will be here at the end of the week so uh will you have any duties you know on the field what, what is your uh your week going to be like with ecu practice starting on wednesday what are you going to be doing mostly i'll be in in-house in-office guy recruiting guy um, obviously taking a look at some film on the offensive side sitting in on offensive meetings uh, a lot of it'll be learning for me a lot of it'll be learning the personnel a lot of it'll be learning the schemes a little bit and then just trying to get myself comfortable with that and then uh, as i told coach houston when we met about the job is i'm going to offer um, anything that he if he's got a question he want some outside eyes on it sometimes as i learned is it's good to have other head coaches around guys that have seen the big picture you can kind of see both sides of it being an assistant and being a a former head coach which is kind of nice we got shane montgomery on staff he's a he's a former head guy so um it's good to learn it's good to to meet new guys and and um find different ways of doing things saw that today with uh, we just talked about it a moment ago skip holtz going to northwestern as kind of a an assistant another set of eyes somebody that's been there at the the head coaching level and uh trying to help out their interim because they uh obviously lost fitzgerald uh pretty recently so i uh, wanted some experience there and uh skip will keep his usfl job apparently and uh and be an assistant there at northwestern yeah i, I think that's a it's a really good decision for them i mean there's you don't really want your defensive coordinator you know trying to manage and run everything is i, I watch 
what um, you know what I had to do at the FCS level. I, I called the offense. I ran the offense. I was the head coach, and, and that's a lot. And that, that's a lot to do. Then you watch what Coach Houston has. I mean, he's constantly being pulled in a lot of different directions. I thought that was a smart move. It's probably one of the better things that they could do to be able to kind of manage a, a tough situation. So how long do you go back with Mike Houston? I see uh, Lenore Ryan, Citadel. Is that where you uh, met up with Coach Houston for the first time? Yeah. Uh, actually, when I first met Coach Houston, uh, he was one of the first guys that I met. I met him at a Super Bowl party when I interviewed there. We uh, It was at his house. He was the defensive coordinator on that. 2010, it was January 2010. So we had worked together as assistants for one year. We had a great relationship. Um, it, it was kind of known to me that he was Fred was going to retire at some point, and he was going to take over as the head coach. And when he did, uh, we had a great run, and um, we went playoffs for three straight years. We went to the national championship uh, game together in 2013. And then uh, he had gotten a job at the Citadel, and we all kind of made that transition down to the Citadel. So six total years with him. It was a, a great run. I've, um, part, Like I said, part of the reason of me being back here is because I believe in his coaching philosophy. I think we've always kind of aligned ourselves together with that and the way that he runs a program. And uh, I tried to carry on a lot of the same things when he left. Every time we bring a new coach in that has experience coaching at uh, a school that has ran the option, stops the option a lot, people get fired up because they say, all right, Brent Thompson's coming in to help us beat Navy. We're going to beat Navy. <laughs> people, had, And I'll tell you what, Blake Harrell, uh, his defenses have done about as good against Navy as we've seen here since we started playing them 15 or so years ago. Uh, we beat them. We got them once so far since Coach Harrell's been here, but a couple of losses as well. But, man, that is one that Pirate fans uh, kind of cringe, Coach, because Navy has had our number over the years and a lot of teams' number uh, with the option that they run. You should have seen when, uh, when I first got to um, LR – and Mike was the DC, and, and uh, Blake was on that staff. Blake was the linebackers coach. I mean, we would go at each other. It was hard to gain yards on those guys, <laughs> and that was part of the reason why when Coach Houston took off to James Madison and I took over at the Citadel, I said, "You know what? I know what Blake can do." Um, Blake and I ran together for shoot all the way up until he left me. So probably about six or seven years, we we ran every single day together. Uh, well, you can pick that back up because I see him uh, downtown running a lot. That's right. yeah. well, I think we are. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Blake's done a really good job. He's seen a lot of option ball. He knows what's coming at him. Um, I watch every single one of those games that they, they go against each other. He and I will talk a little bit about it, what, what his thoughts were, um, just to kind of get an idea of wh- where he is. But, um, you know, he does about as good a job, not just at Navy, but in preparation as I've ever seen. And everything's cyclical. So do you think we see these defenses? That the, are, are they starting to catch up with the, the spread? And you talked about the read option earlier. You know, there's still a ton of points in college football, but uh, the teams that can play defense are the ones that are there at the end. So how do you, I don't know, does, what does football look like 5, 10, 20 years from now, Coach? You know, the hard thing about football is the, right now is the offenses are putting the defense in so much space. The rules have kind of geared a little bit towards the yeah. offensive side. Being an offensive <laughs> I'm starting to admit that a little bit, but uh, you, you know you're getting away with a little bit more. You know the RPO. You, 
you may not have gotten away with it 15, 20 years ago with some of the offensive linemen downfield. They're cracking down on it a little bit, but um, you, you know, there's somebody asked asked me that question earlier on in the show, and that was, you know, you used to be able to play in the box, right, tackle to tackle, and you were just pounding out, grounding out yards, and you were just trying to kill clock there. Well, right now is you're trying to save as much time as you possibly can. New clock rules will take a few. I yeah, think they said it's going to take about seven or eight plays off each side of the ball, so that's about you know 16, 15, 20 plays. I guess as an offensive guy, you don't like the clock not stopping after bother, a first down. It wouldn't bother me as much because yeah. I'm a you know I'm a, I'm a run the ball right. kind of a guy. Uh, but some of the up tempo teams, I mean, they're going to try to go up tempo as fast as you possibly can. Um, you know, the, the one word plays and those kind of things, and they're going to try to get you in as many different ways. But uh, yeah, the space in the game is really what's what's made the game that much more difficult to defend. Brent Thompson joining us, Coach. Uh, I'm interested to <laughs> wish we had a camera on you this week because you're going to feel that urge to get in somebody's face and and yell or, or high five a player, and you're going to kind of just be sitting there at the desk, kind of holding on to your chair. Maybe it's going to be it's going to be interesting for you, right? Well, you know what, being the head coach, when you go into spring ball, and like I said, I worked on the offensive side. Is I could never be too high, I could never be too low, right? Because if you're too high, one side of the ball was doing better than the That's other. That's true. Yeah. So you always tried to maintain this even keel all the way throughout. Uh, it wasn't always that way. Like when you're the when you're the running backs coach and you're the offensive coordinator. I mean, you are out there and you are trying to get that defense in many different ways. But uh, you're in a no-win situation as the head coach. So I got to take a little bit more of that that approach, a little bit more even keel. Uh, we talked to Brian Bailey a moment ago. If you hadn't met him, you will. He's the uh, WNCT sports director and uh, does a lot of stuff with East Carolina. And he is uh, getting ready for Touchdown Friday. His Friday night uh, football highlight show coming up in a few weeks and coaches you kind of get to know and you, you've already done uh, years of networking I'm sure but how do you get to know area coaches uh, coaches in the the region things like that do you make calls do you make visits how do you go about kind of networking those relationships you know the good thing is a lot of the guys that I you know the Charlotte area I know fairly well we recruited a lot of the Charlotte area the Western Carolina area we did fairly well in um, but when you start yeah when you start to um the off season will be big for that. You, you want to try to get to as many clinics and those kind yeah. of things and, and try to meet people um, and bring them here, right? And the number one thing is just trying to get people to campus to help you recruit their players. But yeah, in the meantime, the best thing that you could possibly do is call. And right now, everybody's in the middle of camp, so you kind of wait until September to get some breathing time that those guys can uh, take a breath and call you back or just, you know. Uh, the number one thing that I always look for when talking to a uh, high school coaches you know having a point of reference you know is there is there somebody that i knew that knows them and mm -hmm. you know trying to make that contact first and then being able to kind of branch off from there uh, one thing I found out early on when I started covering East Carolina, Donnie Kirkpatrick's a, a Washington fan like myself, and I'd go to practice on Sunday night and say, "Man, how about that that play in the third quarter?" And he'd be like, "What? What happened? I can't I can't watch football. I'm out here. Uh, you coaches are, are so tied into what you do. You it's tough for you to be a fan at times, right? So uh, I don't know. Do you have any favorite teams? Or when you grew up, who was your team? Uh, what so, about that? Yeah, I'm a Jet fan. Yeah, okay. One of the few people that would admit that. Uh, <laughs> Things looking a little bright 
Friday for them this right is now. The most excited we have been as Jet fans, <laughs> and um, but no, is we were just having this conversation over there, and that is you watch so much football that uh, you know by the time that I go home, and, and Sunday nights are hard anyway. It's a big game plan night, but even on a Thursday night, like I will not tune into an NFL game. Uh, I can watch as much football as I want, and the big, the hardest thing that I have is the angle. Right, I don't have control over the play. Oh, yeah. I don't have control over the angle. I don't have, you know, there's a lot of things that are like completely out of, I don't know what play is coming. Um, and, and that's where it, it became very, very difficult to watch, um, to watch NFL games, especially right now. I mean, you can get on PFF, you can get any game that you want out there. I, I can go take that game and watch it anytime I want. Yeah. And uh, you cut it up and they got the that's all right. 22s and everything, right? Uh, Coach Brent Thompson joining us. Well, Coach, uh, thanks so much for uh, hanging out with us. It's good to get to know you. We'll see you out there we'll be uh looking forward to covering practice on wednesday and talking pirate football but great to get you know today welcome to greenville if you need any good food spots we got plenty of recommendations for you so uh we appreciate you joining us today man well thank you for having me i greatly appreciate it. glad to be here uh, looking forward to a great year i know this is uh this is it i think we're we're on the cusp right now yes sir looking forward to it brent thompson joining us here on pirate radio live we will take a time out come back have more for you on a monday edition of pirate radio live some chatter in the chat about potential more conference realignment. We'll look into some of that talk when we return and have more for you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients in Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Nice to meet Coach Brent Thompson, uh, as well as Jack Powers earlier today, talking pirate football here on Pirate Radio Live. Got a giveaway coming up this hour. Where's uh, where's, get Joey in here? Let's get Joey on the mic. I want to do some uh, impromptu immaculate grid stuff. You come in here, Joey. Um, people in the chat talking about people in the chat talking about conference expansion. Brandon says with Clemson and FSU rumor with them going to the Big Ten. What are the chances ECU joins the ACC? A good ACC, 0% chance. A deflated, watered-down ACC, 3% chance. Anybody else want to throw out any numbers? I'll go 5% with a, with a watered-down, deflated ACC. All right. Yeah, I mean, if, uh, so like Clemson and FSU go to the Big Ten, uh, North Carolina goes to the SEC, I could see us being in there with Boston College. Syracuse will go to the Big East. 
stop playing football and play independent football. We'll be in there with BC and Charlotte. We'll be in the ACC. Will Heck. it matter at that point? Heck yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> It'll be Biff Pogey, the Pirates, and Boston College won't play any games because they'll have uh, COVID cases. Now, I don't know if they'll be as serious when we get if we get there, but now Biff Pogey will enjoy ACC Media Days. Because I think he gets some one-on-ones. <laughs> He'll get way more questions from Josh Graham. Hey, you wanted it? You got it. Here's the grammar for 30 minutes. Jamie says, really? That low? What's your answer, Jamie? I mean, I'm not... You've got the sources. I don't know what I'm talking about up here. I'm just a dude. You see, you see me try to read a calendar? I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just throwing out numbers. Throw out your numbers. Intern Dan, you got any thoughts? Can't read a calendar and was wearing the wrong hat. I don't get that one. That's a ball. That's a bulk. Bulk. Wild pitch. Whatever you want to call it. Jansen says major conference realignment is done. ECU also had a better chance to join the SEC over the ACC. We are the redheaded stepchild of that godforsaken conference. <laughs> Jansen's fired Jansen up on a Monday. It was upset. I think the weather's getting to you. <laughs> Jamie said, "I take uh, being in a deflated ACC. I mean, I guess I would too. What's the? It's all about the money now. You can throw a name on whatever conference it is with whatever collection of teams. But if the money, the TV money, is better than the American, yeah, we'll take it. Whatever. I, I don't. I don't see it happen. I, I don't like talking conference realignment because it's never good for ECU. Yeah." I don't think it's good for college sports. I don't like. I want the old, no. It's not I want the old Big East back with the basketball. It's good the, for I want the good ACC. It's just frustrating. Everybody has to look out for themselves, it's and annoying. in this case, it's the the universities, the schools taking that extra money. Rivalries be damned. Not a fan. Tradition be damned. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so all that Tyler says, "What's up? What are you, our truth? What's up?" God, what's up? That's a throwback. What's up? Haven't thought of our truth in years. Here, you know what's sad? Everything I think is like relevant and current. You guys are like throwback. Earlier, I answered a Jimmy Rollins question, and and Joey was like, "You're putting in old dudes names." Yeah, no. Jimmy Rollins is not old. That was bold. Jimmy Rollins He's not is that old. How long has he been out of the league for? Ten years, maybe. Eight that's years. old. Ten years ago, how old were you? <laughs> Eleven. 11 years old. That's a long time ago. Little Danny. It's just, <laughs> and and Little Danny was retiring? Did Little Danny have a was, mustache? Was Little Danny paying attention to ERAs and, and I don't know. I bet he was. I was, I was playing the bigs on Xbox 360 back then. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what an ERA was. Okay. When I was 11, I paid attention to that stuff. But maybe I'm more advanced than you yeah, guys. Maybe you are. You're much more advanced than I am. What were you doing? Kicking around a soccer ball? When, saying, I, was in, when I was 11. Oh, uh, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Messi, Messi. Um, I don't even know what year that was, but definitely probably yeah, kicking around a soccer ball. Ronaldo, not Messi though. I guess I just have a profound appreciation for old baseball players, like 04 to like 2013. I guess. Why wow, 04? I, I, I wonder. Yeah, or 13. Is that, I wonder. That's the year the baseball started for yeah. you and Red Sox. Exactly. Man. <laughs> Nothing well, happened. Back when it mattered. That. No, especially not 03. Never heard of it. You spit on Mo Vaughn and the great player he was. Yeah, that's true. He was. He was. David Ortiz before he was David Ortiz. Thank you for saying that, Danny. I appreciate you respecting the great respect. respect great respect <laughs> to you respecting the greats. I want to do a quick Just immaculate. Of respect. Thank you, Coach. <laughs> immaculate grid uh, freestyle with you guys. Yes. Let's do it. All right. 
If you can think of a player, you get a point. If you think of the one I'm thinking of, you get two points. Okay. NBA's first. Oh. Raptors, Bulls. DeMar. All right. Hey. That, that was way too easy there, think, apparently. I didn't even open up my basketball mind to <laughs> answer the question. How long does it take DeMar for you to do that? I got to files and carry it over. You know? <laughs> All right. Let's do baseball. All right. Um, Hold on. <laughs> okay, we're good. Well, I want to make sure I open have, the folder. I have somebody in mind as well. Let, let's do um, Braves and Mariners, but I'm going back. But let's see if y'all can figure out anybody. Braves and Mariners. See, this is where it gets tough because I suck on Immaculate Green when it gets comes to West Coast teams as well. Um, Braves, Mariners. Mm. And you said you're going back too, so we're probably thinking '90s Braves. And early, you know what? Early 2000s this guy Braves. never even played for the Braves. So I was thinking my of a different God. guy. Well, don't, all right, so my now we're cheating. Goodness. We're cheating the game now. This is just this is my goodness. Who was I thinking of? Um, the other outfielder they had when they were really bad. I was thinking Mike Cameron, but he never played for the Braves. That was the Padres. He played for a lot of teams, yeah. including the Padres. All right, let's do another one. Let's do one just for Joey here. Let's do an easy one: Red Sox, Yankees. The Red Sox, the Yankees. I can give yeah. you a really obscure one if you want. After Joey answers, an obscure one? Yeah. No, just give me one. Um, Stop stalling by asking us questions. I know that tactic. All right, so Red you Sox talking Yankees. to me? Me? You talking uh, to me? This is this should be very easy, dude. What? Bright lights are on. Oh my goodness! He this could, is if he was sitting in that chair, he could do it. Now he's at yeah, the. It's different in here. That's what it is. He's at the big boy table. I got to tell you, you could go Babe Ruth. You could go Roger Clemens. You could go Jacoby Ellsbury. Mm. That's what I was thinking. Of. Johnny Damon. Mm. Johnny Damon. Johnny Damon actually played for a lot of teams. I, I find out the more I play these games, he played for the Guardians, the Athletics before Royals. he was a Yankee. Royals. Incredible. I was thinking a Roger Clemens. Roger. In George's box. He's in the booth. He said the A's? I just ordered the A's hat. Finally. See, that's Why? all you care about. Huh? Why? Had a very cool Ricky Henderson patch. And it was oh, him stealing you. a base. Okay. That's pretty cool. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> all right. NFL. Ju- come on. All right. Redeem yourself. Wake up. This one. All right. Well, you you know what it was? You put it just on me. I need the competition. Oh, okay, goodness. fine. We'll open it up. All right, so I'm going to dust you again. Yeah, come on. All right, uh, let's go Cowboys 49ers. Deion Sanders. Wow. What about From De- the clouds. <laughs> Chandler Huddycutt. Not even in the game. Oh, I'm not? No. Oh, I thought he was. <laughs> you just nailed it. I thought I was in the game. I thought you were too. Oh, all right. You were thinking about other stuff too much. You're thinking of hats, Chandler, Ronaldo. You got to focus, man. All right. Not great. Um... Chandler, you come up with one. So, or, uh, hey, you come up with one, and okay, so I, I can play. Let the okay. kids play. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Um, <laughs> I'm talking to Joey. He's coming up with one. This could take ages with, his, <laughs> with the way his answers look. It could, it could take a long the time. files are in his, uh, are going slow right now. Your secretary. Right, how, about how about I this? I got an easy one. I got an right, easy right, one. Yep. Red Sox, Dodgers. Mookie, Manny. JD, Manny Ramirez. I like that answer though. Manny Man Ram. Yeah, because yeah, only because I said it. If, if Clip had said, if uh, you would have said Manny, I would have went with you. I yeah. like this. Why do y'all hate each other so much? Me I don't. Are y'all Danny? I love Joey. Are y'all? Are you vying to be my the best intern? My favorite intern? Sure am. I, by the way, your haircut looks great today. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, you're still my guy, man. Don't worry. All right, you got one, Chandler. Uh let's do. God, this is gonna be right. I'm gonna do. Bills 49ers. Carlos Hyde. Frank Frank Gore, Gore as well. Frank Gore's who I was thinking. Carlos Hyde and Frank Gore. Carlos Hyde. Hmm. 
I like it. I have one for you guys. What about Red Sox Marlins? Edgar Renteria. That was not who I was thinking Santa of, but it's a good, it's a good um, one. 03. Think 03. Think po- late postseason 03. How about Mike Lowell? Yes. Good as well. Not the who I was thinking of. There's one more. There's a lot more, probably. Um, I don't know about your specific who you're thinking of, but uh, I've already named two, so I'm good. Yeah. Chips and chips and business. Clip, chip, clip. Ah, <laughs> you are way down the list now. But, but. <laughs> sure, sure am. No, I, the oh, answer, three, I'm never going to get The answer that. is Josh Beckett. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hero. Yep. Jamie says, you know, I'm taking down my Jonathan Taylor jersey on my wall and putting back up my T.Y. Hilton jersey. That just kind of makes you look lame, Jamie. Got to be honest with you. He, I was a big fan of him right until he said, yeah, I'm going to come back and play for the boys. That's just ridiculous. I, I like T.Y. I like the celebration. Miami Dolphins and Cleveland Browns. Nick Saban? Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> Miami Dolphins. Surely, uh, surely the one in mind I've got is a Jarvis Landry. There you go. Good one. Nice. Uh, Clipper, Jarvis I hear you. Landry. Pretty good at this game. Pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Oh, Saints, Panthers. Saints, Panthers. Uh, Mike Davis. Yeah. There's God. one. Not who I'm thinking of, though. Clips on fire. He's an old guy. His name is Sam Mills. He went to Alabama. Sam Mills. Well, yeah, but somebody, <laughs> but not, but not him. Old guy that went to Alabama. Yep. Show name. He was a DB. Safety. Mike Mentor. Roman Harper. Ooh. Oh, he, he was got, old because yeah. he had that spot that in his head. Plays uh-huh. with gray hair. The entire time. All right. Uh, let's make somebody a winner. Shirley Rhodes. Joey, that wasn't your best performance. No, not at all. Give it away. 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 But I can't win. 317-1250. What caller are we looking for? Six. Six. 317-1250. Where to go? Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you and uh congratulations to susan deans of greenville picked up a uh, shrimp taco lunch courtesy of chico's grab your amigos and head to chico's enjoy your favorites like shrimp tacos steak and chicken fajitas burritos enchiladas acp and more plus ice cold cervezas and their famous margaritas are always available for mexican food and fun it's gotta be chico's now let's head back into prl here's clip back with you pirate radio live on a monday do we have another break yeah, we do. Yeah, okay. Uh, Jamie says, Clip, pick one. Rest of time, Chandler or Joey? What does that mean? Like, I only can pick one of these people to be in my life? 
You know what? I'm not going to be a fence rider. I'm not going to be one of these guys that say, oh, they're both great. They're so great. Uh, I mean, I, I can't imagine life without either one of them. No, screw that. I'm going to pick one. I'm going to pick one, and that means one goes away forever. And it's harsh, but what do great respect to me for, for answering the question, right? Just a ton of respect. Chandler, I'm picking you. Why you look so nervous, man? Yeah, I'm picking you, man. Joey's out of here. Luckily, I don't have to make that decision. I get them both. Unless Joey decides to leave now <laughs> that he knows that I wouldn't pick him. Hey, by the way, there's a little bit of a, uh, which I like this. I'm fine with this. Joey and Chandler starting to uh, form a best friendship behind my back. I understand you guys were hanging out after hours uh, this weekend. No, you were invited. And you said, I'd rather not be caught out with y'all. So, and you left. <laughs> that is not true. It is true. I see what you're doing. It is very true. It happened. Not true at all. Um, but yeah. We vibe. So, you did have a date this weekend. <laughs> yeah, it was with Joey. A man date. It was with Joey. How'd it go? Will there be a second date? I think so. Look at his smile. Look at him. Look at him. I think it is. <laughs> there, is I think there is another one. I picked him up and dropped him. Ah. Uh, <laughs> now it make, all makes sense. He's all Did you make Joey pay? No. Y'all go Dutch? I, no, I bought he, us some beers. He paid for the dinner. <laughs> there you he go. Hey, like Mr. D said, I bring the beers. I bring the beers. <laughs> I just wanted to reference the Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> oh, I got an Adam Sandler song I want you to hear that you probably hadn't heard from way back in the day. You ever heard Medium Pace? His SNL. Okay. We actually had somebody, I'm not going to say who, sing that this year for Pirate Karaoke on the way to Clearwater Beach. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was like my exact reaction. It's called what now? Medium Pace. Nah. It's one of the more vulgar things you're... Uh, Certainly an off-air song. Virgin Ears will ever oh, hear in your boy. life. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, we'll have that. All right, we got to take our final break. That was a good segment. Back with you to wrap things up. We'll let you know what's coming up on tuesday steve says clip chandler or shirley forever oh man gotta go with my cohort for all these years on game day and here on pirate radio shirley Rhodes. no questions asked easy i mean hell i've been here forever hell hell and that's why i'm taking Shirley right there (laughs) back with you after these words You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, taking a quick look at your stock market. It was uh, the Dow going up 100 points and closing at 35,559. The NASDAQ was ahead 29 points at 14,346. And the S&P was up six at 4,588. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now, here's Clip. All righty. We will talk to you Tuesday at 3 o'clock where we have our regulars, Mac McCarthy, Mully Man, and Bryce Williams. And we will talk to a former Pirate player and coach, who will be a part of our team this fall. 
for ECU football season. Excited about that. It is all coming up Tuesday. We will talk to you then for Shirley Rhodes, intern Dan, Joey, Micah Dennis, Chandler Honeycutt. I am Cliff Brock. See you tomorrow. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.